certain outlets will say they can't really say what they want to because they might get into trouble. But the way I look at it, as has been well documented, Swindon Town don't really want to talk to us anyway. So we could say what we like and how we like. And that was fucking abysmal. Absolutely abysmal. These episodes aren't for me to get on my high horse, so I'm going to use the intro to do so and then pass it on to my learned friends of both uh, Swindon and Mansfield Persuasion to tell you exactly what they thought. But that was truly, truly abysmal. I received a message earlier this afternoon, which I agree with, that says this is probably almost certainly the worst Swindon Town squad I have seen in, in my 20 years. And that includes relegation squads. And I sincerely hope, and I know it's not, but what should happen after what we watched today, whether you were there in the stands, whether you left early, whether you stayed, whether you were watching from home on iFollow, is everybody, with the exception, in my opinion, with the exception of Hepburn Murphy, everyone who was on that field of play, in that dugout, and in the stands as a senior official, should have gone and apologised to every single Swindon fan. But not just for today, but for what this season has turned into. Absolute farce, fucking abysmal, and uh, I wasn't happy in our WhatsApp chat. More of that to come, I'm sure. As I say, we're being joined by Mansfield fans, by Swindon fans, and before we say hello to them, we want your comments in the live chat as well. Let's roll the titles. Take my hands, take my whole life too, but I can't help falling in love with you. Uh, appreciate, uh, we've got the live chat up with Facebook and YouTube. Appreciate comments like this from Ross, who says that's spot on. We've got another one on Twitter. Finally, somebody speaking the truth. Um, and uh, evening to Hank. Evening Christian, I can see in the chat as well. Um, we've uh, we've got people lining up to come on. Let's say hello to, uh, to a Fool's regular joining me first, who is uh, probably just as angry, frustrated and annoyed as I am. Evening, Craig. Yeah, e evening, Fifey. Um, I, I tell you what, I was just watching the um, the, the our, our intro there and the, the pictures of us at games this season where we've been smiling and laughing and enjoying ourselves. Oh, how naive we were then. How naive, <laughs> mate. Jesus um, Christ. It's, it's, it's just, um, uh, you know, like I was saying to you earlier, just when you think it can get any worse, it does. It's like the club's is having a hold my beer moment every single fucking week, mate. It is just, yeah, yeah. What what more can you say, really? I um, I well, I put out on our socials: Are we in our own competition of who can concede the best worst goal of the season? Each one today just got worse and worse and worse. Um, and but yeah, game by game, it's just getting worse and worse and worse. Um, and, and I'm running out of ways to even to even say, in my opinion, how bad it is. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I, again, we've got a couple of Mansfield fans lined up. I popped onto one of their Twitter spaces, uh, which I'll get them to plug. I believe it's 
uh, called Blue and Amber. Um, <clears throat> and uh, I said to them, I said, Rochdale will definitely give them the harder game over the bank holiday weekend. They laughed at me. They didn't. They thought I was just being over the top. <laughs> um, I, I said, if I'm being fair, we are average at best. I said, and if I was allowed to swear on their on their space, I said, we are a fucking shambles. Absolutely shit. And, and I've exchanged a few messages with them as well. Yeah. Um, and uh, that they're now starting to understand. So we'll get their perspective in a short while. But before we do, uh, and uh, uh, Christian, I did see your message a short while ago. Um, again, we both know the situation with that. But if we want to discuss it a bit more, then... Uh, drop me a DM, pal. You, you're more than welcome to, and we could discuss it further. But in terms of your more recent message, uh, the simple answer is yes. Yes, it is. Um, and uh, anyone who says otherwise, um, well, I'd love to know how they how they think that. We've got Hank here as well. It's absolutely awful. It's so bad at the moment. And there are two people to blame on the field of play, Clem and Sandro. So we've gone away from... Uh, we. We've got away from just one person to now two people. Um, we've got, uh, oh, we've got two old Duffers joining the evening. Uh, since Morris arrived, only one thing has changed, and that's our performance has got worse game by game. Completely, completely well, agree. I, I saw a tweet, um, Fifey, saying that, you know, our whole recruitment thing has been about developing players, bringing players in and making them better this season. Well, if that's the case, how come so many of them, or the majority of them, I'd say, have regressed? If that was our, our our recruitment model, and yeah, it, and it just seems to have gotten even worse with Morris in charge. I just, mm -hmm. you know, you, you didn't think it could get any worse under it, and and with some of the performances under Lindsay, but at least we were getting results, weren't we? And um, it, you know, we weren't far off the playoffs. Whereas now it's just, yeah, yeah, something's not right from from top to bottom in the club. Something is not right. See, Woody's uh, watching along as well. Evening, pal. Hope you're well. Uh, I believe he was one of the fortunate ones who wasn't at Swindon today uh, and went to a different game instead. But that does remind me, of course, if you have any comments you'd like to make about the situation at Swindon Town Women's this week as well, then by all means, throw them into the conversation as well. That will be coming up over the course of what I imagine will be two hours of non-stop banter and entertainment with me, Craig, and a uh, string of guests, starting with which, let's uh, let's get someone who, if me and Craig are portraying Mr. and Mr. Negative, then surely our next guest, with Ben on holiday, is the next best thing to bring up everyone's mood. Sh I wouldn't be so sure. Evening, Claire. Welcome back to Fools. Good evening, gents. How are we? <laughs> Very well, thank you. Yourself? Mm, I've been better. <laughs> mm. uh, you were at Sorry, the gate. You booked, you booked the happy clapper in Ben's absence, didn't you? Sorry, I didn't get the memo today. <laughs> That's not a problem at all. Um, you were at the game today, and I think one of the most poignant things I've seen is a tweet that you put out. Uh, it's one of your superb pictures, and it just reads, and uh, forgive me if I'm paraphrasing slightly, over 20 minutes of the game to go, and more people have left than have stayed. And a picture of a barren-looking town end. Sad. Sad but true. And it was reflected throughout the other three stands as well. Um, to be honest, I, I was on the cusp of joining them as well. But it was only just out of sheer loyalty that I managed to stay up until extra time was announced. And then... 
I, I just couldn't. I, I just thought the players weren't bothering, and I'd got to the point. Why should I? No, and I, made, I made for an early exit. But as I walked out the ground, there were hundreds in front of me walking up the road too. Very sad times. Um, and I, I'm a big, uh, I very much agree with what Christian put in that comment there. Morris has enough professional footballers in that squad not to put performances in like that. Um, equally, I, I understand that there are some fans, and, and listen, don't get us wrong, uh, as Craig will, will um, agree, I'm sure, the likes of myself who will come on here and, and say it is time to question Morris, I, I'm still, I still believe that, that, that there is something there with Morris that he could do better. And when you get tweets like uh, this one from Rob, I get the I get the Morris hate. I really do. I'm just not there yet. The side he inherited is weaker than what Scott Lindsay had. It's a fact. I do feel he must lack authority in the changing room, though, which is worrying. I do. I understand that. Um, what I would personally say, and again, I, I'm happy when people throw these comments out there to, to let you guys react as well. For, from my perspective, I, I understand what Rob's saying there. But I think it also links into what Christian says. A, these are all professional footballers. There is a way to lose a game. And to lose a game with no effort, no intensity, no drive, no ambition, and no clear direction. Like, for me, and, and we'll come on to all these points, I'm sure, but for me on that, we started by playing three at the back, okay? Now, two of those three are left-backs. If I... I can understand if you're playing two centre-backs and one full-back, and, and you could just about get away with that as a free. You do not play free at the back with two of them being left-backs. One of the left-backs was playing right-sided centre-back. It just... I just could not understand. And then... It, Morris has his way of doing things. I get that. I understand that. I appreciate that. But play to what you have available. You know, if you don't have the players to play your desired formation and we are leaking goals, then play a formation with what you have available to let those players do the best job they can possibly do. I, at one point, I said, with the exception of Hepburn Murphy, every player was rating a five. And that, that was being generous, in my opinion. Um, Craig, let me, let me bring you in on that one. Let, let, let's start there. The, the, the situation with Morris, some fans really turning on him now, others really trying to say, look, give him till next year, give him till next year. Can we carry on losing and performing in this manner, but say it's all right because everything will be better next year? I don't know, mate. It's... <laughs> The thing is, he's, he's still got two years left on his contract, so I'm, I'm a bit more pragmatic about it. I'm, I'm more like, we, we can't afford to sack him. You know, we, oh, we, know how, we, we know how cheap the club have been this season, trying to cut corners, begging for volunteers and stuff like that to, to fill in gaps where they're not willing to shut out money. Um, there's no way that, that, that they will pay him off um, two years' worth of wages unless they've somehow slipped in some sort of clause. But, you know, we've seen with our recruitment this season that we're not exactly clever when it comes to that sort of thing. Um, I think for me, Morris's name and reputation has been the only thing that sort of kept... He's been quite lucky that the criticism has been relatively mild up until recently. Um, and that's mainly because of his name and reputation. 
if it was Artel who was who was our manager, or um or, or even Lindsay, this run of form, they'd have been sacked by now. We know that. They would have been sacked and there'd have been more fans calling for for, for their heads. Whereas with Morris, people are are, let, are giving him a bit more leeway. Um for me, you know, and, and I've been an advocate of this up until recently, where I said he needs he's inherited a shit squad. He needs a transfer window. He needs a good pre-season and let's see what he does next season. But and, and people saying about let him do the recruitment. Well, I've got to be honest with you. The alarm bells have been ringing the last couple of weeks. I don't know whether I could trust him to, to do the recruitment for next season. Would it be any better? I doubt it at the moment. Um, it just, you know, you, you look at his decisions for his selection, uh, for, for the formation, team selections, um, his substitutions and stuff like that. You know, if it, if this was Scott Lindsay, like we said earlier on in the season, we'd have been absolutely ridiculing him. And it has started today that people are starting to do that, but he's brought a lot of time. And I think that's mainly down to his name and, and reputation. Um, I am really, really concerned. I really do fear for next season, um, whatever, whatever we do. Um, I am, I am worried we're going to end up being in a relegation battle next season because yeah. it's um, the, the, the decline has been so sudden and so quick and unexpected in my view. And you know how I feel about the recruitment this season. I said back in the summer that it wasn't good enough for a promotion team. You did. What, Credit to you. Know, me and you had said, you know, you progress, you look for progression on your previous season. Yep. If you're not progressing, you're going backwards. I think any fan of any football club would agree with that. And, and yeah, the, the regression is just absolutely, it's, it's worrying. And, and, and as I said, um, we, um, people were tweeting about saying there has to be a mass clear out. There is going to be a mass clear out, but not as many as what we think. Because a lot of these players like Adeloy are on two-year contracts. Now, I, I know Adeloy hasn't, for me, Adeloy hasn't been given a fair crack of the whip, I think. But he's clearly not in Morris's plans and he won't be used next season. I, I genuinely, we had a message from Rich earlier and I agree. I I know I've kind of, he's been my, my player that I've really wanted to big up over the course of this season because he doesn't get a look in. But when you, when you see we're in a situation where we're losing, I think at the time we were losing 3-1, possibly 4-1 at the time. We've brought off two forwards and he still doesn't get a look in. I just don't understand. Like, even if you don't rate him, Jody, right? Fair enough, you don't rate him. Give the boy a chance because, A, you never know when that moment to change your opinion will be. You might see something different in a game situation that you see in training. But equally, if you really don't rate him, you want him gone, put him in the shop window. Yeah, 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 exactly. And, and I think as well, you know, like I've also said that some of our younger players need to be given more of a chance, like Minton. Um, Dwarzak and players yep. like that and clearly he doesn't fancy them but I'm, I'm like thinking well, what, what are your standards these these players coming through our academy now our academies perform miracles under minimal investment for decades but you know these aren't your premiership premier league elite academy players you know so give them a chance people are crying out for it give, the, give them a few games our season's over <laughs> We're not going anywhere, so give give them a chance because surely they can't do any worse than that shower of shit out there today. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Claire, let me bring you in on, on the Morris debate. And before we mm. invite our, the first of our guests on to, uh, to give us maybe something a bit more positive, at least from their perspective. <laughs> Um, well, Craig's already said a lot of what I was going to say. So oh, I feel in a really strange position tonight because usually I'd be like the female version of Ben. However, I'm far from that. And I'm strangely agreeing with a lot of Cozzy's <laughs> comments tonight, which <laughs> is unnerving. Yeah, slightly. What, is this, what has this club done to me <laughs> lately? Now, I called out a few weeks ago about Morris and said, if Lindsay was still in charge, would he he would have had the full blame? And everybody sort of passed it off and said, no, he's inherited a shit squad. Now, I'm not buying all that. He knew what he signed up to. He come and watch those players um, before he accepted a deal. Whether they're shit or not, Lindsay managed to get a tune out. Lindsay, what he did with Hutton, he created the playmaker that we all saw, everything went through Hutton. How has Morris come in and Hutton, who has been one of my favourites, and I hate saying this, he's turned shocking. He could not string a pass together. With the he exception couldn't. of the cross right. for the goal, nothing right. there at all. Out of all the balls that he played, how many of those were completed passes? Absolutely shocking. I could complete more passes, stood on one leg. And even that leg's dodgy, wouldn't be bloody old hips, you know what I mean? But I, Morris, to me, hasn't improved not one player out of that whole team, including the bench. Not one. I, Lindsay got something out of him. Now, I watched every player today as they come off that pitch or when they were subbed, etc. Right, with the exception of probably one player, Jody Morris didn't even look him in the eye. And do you know what? Before I come on tonight, I thought I'm taking my I'm gonna take my town top off tonight. I'm not having that on. And then I and then I thought, no, because when I wear this top, I wear it with pride. Because I wear it with pride, right? It's about time them bloody players did as well. Do you know what I mean? Saying the season they've already accepted the season's over. That's not good enough. You still got customers paying to come and watch you and paying your wages, whether you think it's over or not. Have a bit of bloody pride and passion. And I think something is not right with Jody and these players, whether it's they don't respect him, they're not understanding his instructions or whatever, but it's Jody that needs to adapt, right? Great. Lindsay got a tune out. But if Big Sam came in, he'd get a tune out of the shittest of teams. Do you know what I mean? Jody yeah. is a well-experienced coach. I don't, I'm not buying it about they're all shit players. They haven't all been shit players. Do you know, it's suddenly now, they've all gone backwards. Why? What's the common denominator here? It's like, I really don't know where... Oh, I can disagree with you, Cosy. Don't you worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got no shame in that. Sadly, I'm agreeing with you tonight, which bothers me. Uh, do you know? But it's like something is clearly not right. I don't know where, if there is a sole person to blame... I think it's just from top to bottom, something is wrong. Now, we say about Hepburn Murphy putting a lot of effort. Yeah, he still could have done better. Yeah. I saw when I saw the lineup and saw Darcy was in the squad, Williams on the bench, etc. I'm like, hell no, we're we're gonna lose. Like, do you know, even before I got to the ground, now I walked away from the ground, 
And I was like, as much as Darcy just does a lot of running and not much else, he actually looked one of the better ones on the pitch. How has that happened? That What does that say to you? And as I was walking back off to my car up to Gorse Hill, I said I, I left that ground today feeling as disengaged with this club and this team as I did when Sheridan was here. It was just like, just make it stop. Just bring on the new era. Right. And my friend said to me, yeah, but at least you ain't got Sheridan shouting and swearing on the side of the pitch. I said, do you know what? I take that any day right now because there's absolutely lack of pride or passion anywhere at the moment. Do you know? That's where I'm at with it. So the happy clapper is gone. It's gone. Well, um, I'm, I'm seeing comments coming through, which will continue to flash up, uh, including a couple of people now saying if everything's going to be OK, because Jody's on the phone to Lampard now and he'll be back at Chelsea by Monday. Uh, so let's wait and see. I'd like to invite the first of our Mansfield guests on, uh, a gentleman that we met through Lower League Look, as we tend to be a lot of opposition fans. Uh, and I was uh, I had the pleasure of appearing on his Twitter space earlier in the week where I tried to tell him just how distinctly average to poor we really were. Uh, Russ, I'm going to add you to the stream now. I hope you're there. Russ, can you hear us? Yeah, good evening. How are you, pal? Yeah, not too bad, mate. Um, still on the bus on the way back. Um, uh, <laughs> I so think, um, like, listening to your lot, I'm in a lot happier mood than what you guys seem to be. <laughs> Well, absolutely. Um, let's let's talk about the game and then we'll talk about what happened at the start of the game for you. Um, that must have been that must be quite sweet for you because I know that you sat there and you were there to the very end of the game that everyone's been talking about all season. I'll win at your place and you must think, well, that, that's more like it. Yeah, definitely. Um, I, I think like when we saw you earlier on in the season, I, I've not hit hid the fact that you have been the best team that I've seen at Phil Mill this season. You yeah. systematically decimated us. And personally, I wasn't looking forward today. Um, I was a little bit nervous. And the fact that you came on our space and was like, oh, you'll beat us easy, kind of made me feel a little bit worse. <laughs> um, I'll be honest, I thought you started well. You got you got the early goal. You put in one cross. You scored from that one cross, and then you just stopped doing it all game. You were like, "We've done this; it worked, and we're not going to do it anymore." It happens time and time um, again. Pal. It, it was really strange. Like, I think we got surprised. We still had eleven um, players on the pitch by that point. <laughs> well. Yeah, to be fair, I mean, we spoke about our discipline and your discipline and we thought there'd be a red card in it and there wasn't. So that was quite surprising. Well, that's because there was nothing going on. The game was over by half time. You guys were just <laughs> neatly passing the ball around and our players were just like, is it full time yet? Yeah, genuinely, it was, it was, it was strange. When Mansfield got that like equalising goal, you just gave up. You didn't attack. Um, you, you were happy for a point. When Reeso's got that third goal, your fans just left in droves. Yeah, 
Well, and, like, and I thought surprising. we'd gone to get a beer at half time. <laughs> no, no, that's 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 what it is like at the minute, mate. It is it is turned from a, a team who, despite what some people thought, a team that were at least in contention in the conversation for a playoff place, to a team that is an absolute shambles on and off the pitch. Yeah, you've had such a fall from grace and. Like we spoke about earlier, and I'll say it again. When you took Charlie Austin off today, you were you were a better team. Your Mate, players the, wanted it. Only, but tax, you were I'm not the only person to say that we look better when Austin isn't on the pitch. And obviously, I can say this as an outsider. I don't follow Swindon every week. But genuinely, something isn't clicking there. And when you take a player of Austin's calibre off, because let's... Oh, I think Russ's signals just dropping. When you take someone like that off, who should be a leader, who should be everything Stephen Quinn is to us, took him off and you got better. And if I was a Swindon fan, that would worry me because he ain't going to be on cheap wages, is he? No, no, that's certainly not the case. And uh, again, as I say, it's not the uh, it's not the only time that happened. Uh, and you're not the only opposition fan to suggest that that to be the case either. Um, from your perspective, uh, a superb performance, pretty much. Uh, d- certainly a dominant performance. Um, how are you feeling now about charge- charging for the playoffs? And have you got a sneaky feeling about something even more? I'd, I genuinely don't know. Like, I really want to come in here and say, it's playoffs. We're going to make a push for it. But we've been so Jekyll and Hyde all season that it wouldn't surprise me if we lose to Rochdale on Monday. I'm not saying it happened, but I wouldn't be surprised. We've lacked consistency. And with Oates being injured today, it's another player gone. Yep. And uh, let's let's talk about... Well, from your... I'm not sure. You're not sure. Um, I, I expected a bit more positivity from you, Russ, I'll be honest. Um, I've seen a couple of comments coming through here. You need to wait. There is a bit of a delay on this coach, mate. So if if I go quiet or something like that, I'll apologise. No, it's fine, mate. It's fine. We've had we've had worse delays. Believe me, Uh, it's the joys of being live. Um, Yeah, I can see the comments coming through. We need to play to Austin's strengths. That's true. Um, But again, that that comes down to the players taking responsibility on the pitch to execute the job and. The game plan that Jody's setting out, I would say. Um, if he's not setting out to play to Austin's strengths, why is he playing him? And if he is setting out, then why aren't the players doing as, as instructed? Um, Russ, let, let me ask you um, also, at the start of the game, we, we've been working for a couple of weeks and we've been talking to Swindon Town and, and you got a moment that, that you were quite happy with at the start, weren't you, where you got to meet one of your all-time heroes? Oh, genuinely. So this, regardless of the result today, this was the best. And, you know, genuinely, Fifey, thank you from the bottom of my heart, mate. Um, I got to meet Lee Peacock, and as a child, I grew up, I watched Lee Peacock play for Me, not for every Stags fan, but for me, he was my, my favourite Stags play special. Uh, and thanks to Fifey, I got, I got to meet him today, and it, it was amazing. I had a photo with him. Um, we got to talk about Mansfield. He spoke about how he loved his time at Swindon, but he loved it at Mansfield for different reasons. 
the fact that when he played for Mansfield, there was no pressure. Um, he sometimes didn't get paid because we had a bit of a like shit chairman at that time, sorry for the language. Yeah. And uh, it, it, it was just genuinely, it was just really nice. I spoke to him about getting the, the first ever hat trick with the yellow ball. And um, yeah, he, and he still got it in his ass. And it was just really nice. He said he'd try and get over, second half to sit with him. I think because you were getting spanked, he didn't want to come over, which, to be fair, is understandable. Yeah. But genuinely a, a nice bloke. And yeah, I, I really appreciate that five. Yeah, I've got a photo on my phone that I'll never, ever forget. So appreciate that. Well, I'm, I'm delighted that, that we were able to play a part and, and thank you to Swindon Town for their help with us sorting that out. And I'm just delighted that uh, we were able to give you more than just an absolute hammering to remember today by. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm still on the coach. I think we've got... How far are we away now? About half an hour? I think we're about half an hour away, 45 minutes. I'll go in the bar or have a like, celebratory drink. But no, genuinely, I think... I think moving forward from, let's say, from an outsider's point of view on Swindon Town, there was a lot of you that wanted rid of your previous manager. I saw it. And even when we've had our wobble when we were in the playoffs and people wanted rid of Cluffy, you were just touching the playoffs. You were right behind us. Yep. And you've got rid of your manager and brought in another manager that it, it's not clicking and it's not working. Now, the problem is, is do you stick with him or... Do you get rid? And th and this is the thing. At the moment, you're very much like you're in that Kevin Betsy situation that Crawley were. Um, something's not happening. Um, I think personally, you probably need experience. Uh, and yeah, it's hard to come by. But I don't think Jody Morris is a man for you. That's you know, Swindon fans might not be happy to hear that. But genuinely, you were poor, and I mean Crawley poor last Saturday. That's how poor it was. And that's not me rubbing it in as a stakes fact. That's me being genuinely honest. You had no plan B. Your best plan B was taking Charlie Austin off. And genuinely, game on Monday against Tramp here, I wouldn't even start him because you're a better team than that. Well, it's certainly food for thought. Russ, thank you very much. Uh, uh, unfortunately for us, I'm glad you enjoyed your day and uh, and you had your moment. Thank you for popping on. And uh, by all means, please, please continue to, to watch along on, on one of the various streams. And if you want to add anything into the live chat discussion, you're more than welcome to. But uh, until until we meet again on Lower League Look, buddy, thank you very much. And uh, safe yeah. trip for the rest of the journey home. Yeah, cheers very much. Nice to meet all three of you as well. So uh, take care and uh, cheers, try, try to enjoy the rest of the season. And, uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't imagine it. I don't <laughs> no, imagine it. <laughs> Uh, that is Russ from Blue and Amber. Uh, that's where you can find his Twitter space. I'm sure they're, uh, they're I think they normally do it on a Wednesday, Wednesday night. And I'm sure their reaction to, uh, to today's game is going to be fun. Um, I don't blame you if you don't want to tune in and listen. Uh, it could to be, be fair, uh, their fans were class today, to be fair. Yeah. They were loud all the way through. Travelled well, supported the team well, and quite rightly came away with the points as well. So, fair play to it. I thought they were a decent um, bunch of fans. Yeah, no, that's, a, that's, that's very uh, that's very gracious of you to say, I think, Claire, to be fair, because it's, it's easy when we're so downbeat uh, about our own team that we don't acknowledge uh, that of the opposition fans. We do have two other opposition fans waiting uh, in the wings to come on. But let's, let's talk a bit more about our, ourselves, Craig. Um Defensively, 
And, and I've already spoken about what I think was a tactical fucking blunder by by Jody. Um, but defensively, why are we so shit? Like, I think the message I put in our WhatsApp chat for the was it the the second goal is how on earth have not one but three players been given the freedom of Wiltshire in our penalty area? I got a message from somebody outside of Fools today saying, I've only just noticed that we zonal mark in League Two. And I said, that's being generous. We don't mark at all. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's. Um, I mean, the goals just looked worse and worse from a defensive point of view. But it's not just the defence. I mean, the defence are <laughs> responsible, don't get me wrong, but we just don't defend from the front in, um, properly. Um Teams just seem to be able to cut through our midfield like a knife, hot knife through butter. And um, yeah, it's got that cliche good. book out tonight, Craig. Yeah, I did. I had to think about that one as well. Am I saying it right? But um, yeah, um, yeah, it, it just, yeah, it's, it's just appalling, mate. And um, there's no excuses now. We said, you know, we, we have, there has been times when we've had a makeshift defence due to injuries and suspensions and stuff like that. But you know, there's, these are these are our defenders. They they should be doing better than what they are. And again, those that were playing well, even Blake Tracy, who we've been raving about, he seems to have declined. Um, Clayton's declined as well. Um, and you know, I just don't really understand um, what's what's going on. And one of the things that annoyed me today, really annoyed me. I think it was for the second goal, and I'm not using. Darcy is a scapegoat because it sounded like there, so was, average. there was 10 players that were that, that, that were poor today. But if you watch that goal again, twice, when when the uh, a cross is going in or the pass is going in, he turns his back like that. Not to stop it from hitting his arms, but because he's afraid. You know, and I saw that and, and, and I went, you know, I was like, I can't fucking believe it. That's the mentality. I don't want players with that mentality playing for Swindon Town. Um, I'm sorry, you know, and, and Darcy has been poor this season. One of many players who's been poor, um, I might add. But yeah, seeing that, it just sums up this team. And, and as we've been saying, there's been times where, you know, we've been shit, but the players have tried their best. But it just seems like the last few games, not they're not. And today it, it was, um, yeah, it, it, it sounded like yeah, every, the, the, the amount of fans, we know how divisive our fan base can be and, and, and everything. But it was the general consensus was that there was no heart, no effort and and just no energy out, out there today. And that's down to the players, that is. Yeah. Um, I'm sorry. No I know, professional pride. I mean, from a tactical point of view, squad selection point of view, that's down to Morris and whatever tactics he gives. But as soon as they step over that line, if they're not giving their best and, and, they're, and they're being like that, that's down to them. And I said earlier on in the season with these players under Lin when they were under Lindsay, they had to start taking responsibility for some of their performances because yep. they weren't. It was all on Lindsay, if you remember. Mm -hmm. And um, and and again, they need to take responsibility as, as well as as well as Morris and everyone else within the club hierarchy. Who I'm sure we'll we'll go into in, into later. But yeah, yeah, it, it is just um, yeah, I've, I've just it just winds me up. It really does wind me up and. Um, there's there's a lot of work that needs to be done um, for yep. next season. And then if we weren't bad enough defensively, Claire, we've got a virtually anonymous midfield. I mean, um, again, I, I, I'm, I'm divulging the sort of stuff behind the curtain today. Um, uh, 
there was a message uh, asking for, from one of the fools who who I don't believe was watching at the time, saying, "How's Darcy playing?" I replied, "Is he playing?" Yeah, and then I sarcastically replied, "He did make one average-looking six-yard pass complete, and the fans have started singing his name. That's how shit we are." <laughs> he makes one pass, and the fans are singing the Ronan Darcy song. Uh, Sadie Khan again. I, I feel like I'm repeating myself. He is not. Um, in any way of describing it, a defensive midfielder. He is a liability <laughs> at best. And McEachran, you can see there's a player there, but he, even he, unfortunately, he's, we hoped that after his first couple of games, his quality was going to raise the standards of others. The rest of the team is so shit that his standards are dropping to theirs. Um, what what do you think about the midfield options, Claire? Yeah. I agree. I agree about McEachern. He was an interesting sign. He was an interesting signing when we come, and I thought, okay, so Reed's gone. We've got him. I was looking forward to seeing him here, but like you just said, it's almost like he's checked out as well, mm -hmm. and uh, I don't know why. It's the last few games, and I'm watching him, thinking, come on. Bring that spark back. Give us something to cling on to that something could happen. But he's definitely checked out. And going back on Craig's point about Darcy turning his back, I watched him about three times thinking, is he going to put his head on that ball? And every time he waited for that ball to bounce, he will not put his head on that ball. Now, I get he's only got a small head, but Christ, you know, <laughs> just get your head on it, son. But he, no, he's not having none of that. It's like, nah. No, he wouldn't. He just didn't want to risk anything. He, he was only happiest when he was just running, whether that was with the ball or without the ball. But, you know, I want at this stage of the season for them to be flinging their bodies here, there, and everywhere for the sake of the shirt. Yep. Do, do you know what I mean? <laughs> when you've got that many fans that have turned out on an Easter weekend to come and watch them, give us something. Yeah. You know, and as for the midfield, George not being on it, it, it's leaving a big hole in that middle of the park. Darcy's too busy running around chasing his own tail uh, to make a difference. He is, do you know what I mean? And no, 100%. You know, I just can't... To be fair, I, I thought he... he He's got. He's very good at turning his body with the ball, and it's getting him out of trouble quite a lot, it, you know. Um, but it was covering up a lot of what he's not doing, if that makes sense. No, it uh, makes absolute sense. So then, just to just to further add to our woes, to show that we at four two we were going to make absolutely no effort with which to try and get back in the game. My fav my new favourite player, Kane, came on, and instantly oh. Gary went in the WhatsApp group and put Kane's now come on. Fifey is going to be buzzing. Um, someone though from Fools who is not a Kane standard player uh, can now be welcome to the panel. Evening, Woody. Evening, how are we? Uh, well, as as you can tell, because you've been watching along, we're all buzzing. Yeah, you look it. Yeah. <laughs> um, how's your, your Friday afternoon been? I, 
I have never been so happy at not attending a Swindon game. Um, <laughs> the, um, um, I made that decision, as you guys know, this morning that I wasn't going to go to the game because I was going to spend the afternoon with, with my youngest daughter. Um, you wise out, Woody. You wise yeah, out. Yeah, I did, I did. <laughs> And thought I'll go watch Bassett, and they won four 0 So uh, okay, okay, I've I've had a great day. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, yeah, I've just been kind of catching up on some of the the, the match stats, etc. Um, there is a positive from today, though, Fifey. If you if you say that we had the wrestling, the whistle is the only positive. I'm kicking you <laughs> straight back off this street. For, for for all of those that enjoy just being a neutral today, there was only 14 shots in the whole game, and there were six goals. <laughs> That's one way of looking just, at it, I suppose. Just a, just a really piss. Oh, are by the way, are you Ben in only, disguise? Only five of those were ours, by the way. <laughs> so, so. I don't believe there was a corner until the ninety-something minute. To be fair, um, from what yeah. I remember. Um, but before we we you know we sour the mood any further, uh, Lucas, I hope you're still there. We're going to welcome our latest Mansfield fan onto the uh, onto the stream to to give his views. Uh, Lucas, are you there? Oh, you know you want Hello. Yeah. You know you want it. <laughs> I'm not going to. Don't you worry. <laughs> don't you worry. Don't Lucas, if you me. want to be a Lucas, if you want to be a fucking twat, you be a twat. That's fine. You do know that they can hear you calling me a fucking twat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they can hear you to keep piss out on me. <laughs> Uh, could you just turn your camera on, Lucas, if that's all right? It's not even funny, is it? it <laughs> you know how to ruin the mood. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, so you're you're on the same uh, supporters coach that Russ was on a few minutes ago. Uh, I'll start with the same question. You must be buzzing after that performance and result. My camera is on. You're behind. <laughs> I swear to God. Fuck's sake. Um. <laughs> <laughs> Look, the camera is on. <laughs> oh, dear. Yeah, I mean, um, it was it. Everyone, I, I am basically, Claire is basically the carbon copy of what everyone thinks I am. Everyone thinks I'm a dark cloud and a miserable bastard, but I, 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 in reality, I am just down to earth about things and don't like to get carried away. Um, like I said after the game, it was a good performance we played well but but we could still be better well yeah I mean you conceded two goals for a start yeah I mean obviously the, the very very rare you have a perfect game but we need to try and I know we're scoring goals at the minute I think that it's, we've scored four uh, two games in a row but we need to stop conceding because we're not going to be scoring four every time and you know normally two is enough for at least a point most days. Mm -hmm. so, no, we've been we've been exchanging messages since I featured on Blue and Amber the other day, and and you were saying um you thought maybe I was going over the top with how negative I was, but you today you said you were expecting a lot better from us. Yeah, definitely. I mean, from the start of the season when you came to us and you absolutely battered us. I thought it was going to be really tough, especially our recent form. I mean, yeah, don't get me wrong, we scored three and four lines, Crawley, but it, it's also just Crawley. So we never really understood if it was a good performance or if it was just how poor they were. Yeah, but now, um, now you've scored four against just Swindon. I know. It's, I mean, looking at how poor you was as well, I think we need to play someone 
that's up there with us. I mean, we've got Orient and Steerage coming up, and hopefully that'll give us more of an accurate representation of where we actually are. Mm-hmm. And uh, so, similar to what I asked Russ, then, um, are you? I know you said you're a bit more of a realist and you don't like to get carried away, but when you see the the goals that are going in in the last couple of games and the performance levels you've got, are you thinking playoffs is achievable? You get ready for this. Because I've said this all along, so don't you two fucking laugh at me. Understood. I've said all along, and regardless of how poor we were over the the nil-nil draws, the one-one draws. However, I said all along we will make the playoffs, and I still stand by it. Okay. I I never wasn't confident we weren't making the playoffs. Okay. And what about? Do you think Autos is just too far away now? Um. No, definitely not. Um, I mean, it's it's tight again, like it was last season. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we do have a fairly decent running compared to others. I think we've got Stevenage and Orient in the top half, and that's it. The rest of them are down there. Rochdale, Colchester, Harrogate. You know, so we've been quite lucky with the running. And I don't think, I don't think we'll do it, but it's not out of reach. And um, Ross was saying, obviously, another player that looks like might be missing now after today. But I, I believe you've got one or two coming back to fitness. So that must help, including uh, is Reed on his way back as well? Yes, I was expecting him to be on the bench actually today, but uh, it didn't work quite make it. He's niggled himself again in training, I think. Uh, I think he was on the bench for one game. Uh, I think it was against Sutton. Yep. Uh, and he niggled it, niggled it in training again later in the week, so he's out again. Mm-hmm. Callum Johnson, uh, I think he got, what, 30 minutes worth of action yep. today. He's on his way back. Maris got the second half. He's on his way back. Yep. Um, so we've got key players back at a key time, and we do really need players because, well, I think half of the bench has been made up of academy players for the past two months, so... Well, listen, thank you very much for, for popping on. I appreciate it. Um, good luck for the rest of the season. And, thank you very uh, much. And uh, again, safe journey for, for however long you've got left on that coach. And uh, uh, again, live chat's, live chat's still open. So if you want to carry on and listen to how, how badly we dissect it, you're more than welcome to, to throw a few comments in. And I know uh, Jay, the third supporter we've got lined up, he's you next to you. He'll be uh, invited on in a few minutes. All right, cheers for that, buddy. Look after cheers, yourself. Cheers, Lucas. Take care. Um, I want to take a, a quick sidestep, if I may. Uh, and Woody, I'll, I'll let you, as you've joined, I'll let you start this one off. Um, how much is it going to be a real kick in the balls when we all receive the please buy your season tickets email this week? Uh, it won't be a kick in my balls. So <laughs> I won't get them on anyway. Um, but the... Um, uh, well, you know, it's. I've I've said it all along. It's that emotional blackmail in it that you know, we we need a budget to compete, so we need season ticket holders. But I'm pretty sure that if you put us in parallel to some of the other clubs in the league that probably have less season ticket holders than we do, and they seem to be doing all right about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so I don't. I never buy that. I hate that emotional blackmail of we rely on season ticket. Yes, of course, it's a it's a fixed income. Of course, it is, and it's it's good to have there, but. That fixed income, if you know what it is in August and you still fuck it up in August, it ain't going to help you in January. Um, so it's, um, yeah, I think, you know, yeah, we didn't reach the six, 7,000 or whatever the target was, but 
I still think there was a reasonable amount of season ticket holders and there's a reasonable amount of money going into the club. You know, I, I'm not, I know, I know they've done a great job to clear a lot of the debt, but there is no way in hell that there's not a lot of money going into this club. Um, you know, when we compare it to, to, to elsewhere as well. So, um, yeah, I just think that yeah, it, the problem is, um, I, I mean, I haven't had a season ticket for what, three years now, but the, um, the problem is, is people will still buy them and they know they will. The, the club know that the, the loyal free 4,000 people will say they're not going to buy one, but they'll still buy one. They know that's going to happen. So in some ways, kind of, they're, they're trying to appeal to the newer fans, which is why they start to look outside the match day experience and, and, and all that kind of stuff. You know, like I always said, I, I think is it 10% you get off in the bloody shop with a season ticket holder? Um, I think Port Vale get 25 you know, it's kind of like if they want to increase that, um, then they need to look at that. And as as my sound trauma, whoever that is, um, has said there, you know, like the finance option isn't available yet. But it just brings down to show this whole fucking shit show that we've had of a PR campaign this season. You know, like everything, everything comes with controversy. Like, And we we'll talk about the women's later, I'm sure. But if we're you know, if we're talking about even just the season tickets, we had the disabled season ticket fiasco, we had the under 16s fiasco, we had the, you know, it's just everything is an absolute PR nightmare. And I just think I, or in some ways, not kicking our balls, probably some balls to the club if they actually do post that out this week to say, come buy a season ticket, especially if we lose on Monday as well. <laughs> you know, so it's, um, yeah, I just, it's, I, I hate the fact that it's a, kind of oh we're going to go with a um emotional blackmail route of if you don't buy it because we all know that if you're charging 27 pounds a ticket next season or whatever the ridiculous price is next season um you're going to get a lot of income coming through then anyway yes it's not fixed care it's not guaranteed income blah 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 but um yeah it's just i think we need some promises as fans we need promises not this is our hope. This is our aim. This is our objective. Blah, blah, blah. Not, we are going to have a competitive budget because every fucking owner will say that. I hate it when everybody gets excited when a new owner or even the old owner comes in and says, we will have a competitive budget this season. Most Tom, Dick and Harrys don't know what a competitive budget is. You know, we don't know what, n- nobody really knows. It means knows. fuck all. Yeah, it means exactly. fuck all when they say it a competitive budget. It doesn't yeah, mean it anything. Means- Exactly. And, you know, all the buzzwords will come out. We're aiming for promotion next season. Well, we were aiming for promotion this season. We were, you know, and they said promotion wasn't aimed last season. I've said to you a few times before, I have inside knowledge to tell you that it was a fucking aim last season. You know, it was an aim last season. So it's it's kind of, I just think that, like, to come out with, please buy your season tickets, like, give us something to shout. Give us, <coughs> give us a reason. Give us a strong reason why we should because I'm going to need a strong reason I'm not getting one next season I've already decided I'm not parting away with 400 quid when I can go watch non-league football for free buy a cup of coffee and that cup of coffee will probably go to more to the wages than what a season ticket would at, at Swindon Town you know so it's it's yeah it's kind of by the by it pisses me off emotional blackmail season ticket shit is bollocks and if if they send me one I'm just going to junk list the email address I think <laughs> That's that's the thing. That's the thing, Woody, and 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 they will do it. They will do it. I was uh, listening to the Price of Football um, podcast, and they interviewed the um, Lincoln City um, CEO, 
And, um, you know, Lincoln, and I'm not trying to be big time, but they've got a smaller fan base now than us. They've, they've got about 10, their ground only holds about 10,000 and all. They've only got one fan-made podcast as well. Sorry? They've only got one fan-made podcast yeah. as well. <laughs> and, and they and, and he was he was saying about this exact thing about how important season ticket sales are and everything, not just for the for, for, for budgets and stuff like that, but for cash flow. They need that money for cash flow during the closed season and everything. But he said one thing we're not going to do is these was his exact words is emotionally blackmail our fans into, you know, putting pressure on them to 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 buy buy them just through emotional blackmail. Through, through the club. He, he said, you know, people are going through a cost of living crisis and things like that. You, you know, we're, we're not going to sell it like that because we don't think that's fair. And it, it's not fair to put that sort of pressure on our fans. But, you know, for you know that the, the, the club, that, that our club are, are going to do the exact opposite. And we're going to have Rob Angus at the advisory board meet minutes and no doubt being interviewed on the Sir Tom Broadbent and everything. And he's just going to say the same shit that he's been saying all season about that we need, you know, we want to increase our season ticket sales. We want fans to come out. We want them to support the club and everything. We have supported the club this season. We, this club has been so well supported the last two seasons and we've got nothing back off of them. We got nothing back. And, you know, for, for me, it all comes back to how tin pot this club has been run this season. The amount of times we've said on this pod about other fan bases and other clubs being tin pot, well, the way our club has been run this season has been fucking tin pot from top to bottom. That was me thinking, with no Ben tonight, we weren't getting yeah. the word tin pot. You probably were. Oh, you there. <laughs> probably were thinking I was the last one to come out with it, but that, it's just it's just how how our club has been been run this season, and I and I blame them more. I'm, I'm starting from Clem Zav Austin, who mysteriously has now disappeared off the club website. No mention at all or anything about what's going on with with him. Um, Sandro, of course, as well, and Rob Angus. Rob Angus is the CEO. He's got to take some of the responsibility for this season, and I don't think he gets enough criticism for the way he's handled it he does he's, on here well yeah he does on here yeah but just generally he doesn't and his name has is we haven't got an episode for about three months without mentioning his name well yeah true yeah true well but we're the exception rather than the rule aren't we mate so do what we want so yeah yeah we do what we want. and then and then and, and again it, it filters down and it goes to the management the coaching staff and the players none of them have been you know it's just not good enough and, you know, from the way we've been trying to cut corners by getting volunteers to do this and that, delivering lunches and stuff, like we're some sort of fucking non-league club that's relying on volunteers. We're not. We're, we're a professional football club. We're supposed to be a professional football club, but no way are we being run fucking professionally. The only thing the club seems to have done right is the ground purchase, which I'm amazed that that went through as smoothly as it did because it was a Swindon thing to fuck that up as well. But um, but yeah, it's, it's it's a collective responsibility from top to bottom for for this. Let's, let's not let's not forget Greg as well. Like although he was a fucking horrible con bastard, the the ground purchase was not this board's idea. Then you know if we could give, and I hate it, but if we could give even the shyest amount of credit. Oh fucking hell! Now you're clutching. The shyest, yeah, I am clutching. But what I'm saying is, is that. We can't keep going. Oh, the, this board have pushed through the uh, ground purchase. 
because that was that had started before Clem had even come over, uh, before Clem had fully taken charge. So to to go, this board has been successful because we've got a ground purchase. Yes, they might have pushed it over the line, but the trust had a lot to do with that. That wasn't, yeah. you know, the trust hired the lawyers. The trust had, uh, well, they didn't hire the lawyers. They have a lawyer in their ranks, I think, didn't they? But yeah, yeah. you know, so that that wasn't that wasn't fully. Yes, we had the investment, but. That wasn't just a this board thing. That was previous as well. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, to- to- totally, mate. But my point being, I was just surprised we didn't fuck that up as well. Because you know, like you were saying earlier, Woody, the amount of PR disasters we've we've had, it's just been totally unreal. And 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 there's there's um, there seems to be a decay within the club at the moment, and it's just seeping through all levels and and now into our fan base because. As Claire was saying earlier about the detachment and the disinterest in the club now, and and I've you know and it wasn't that you know I don't even think it was that bad under Sheridan uh, towards the dying the, the dying days of the Lee Power era, you know through lockdown and stuff like that. But yeah, it's something's not right, and and I think also the club need to start fronting up and and. and being honest and 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 coming out, not just wait for the advisory board minutes to to make things happen. Get out there, use your social media, you know, use um, YouTube and and Facebook and Twitter and and stuff. They've got a social media team, you know, and they, you know it, this. They need to get out there. I want to hear from Rob Angus. I want to hear from Clem. I want to hear from Sandro and and and, and everything. All we hear from is is Morris. Morris gets his fair share of the blame and everything, but because he's the only one who's out there fronting it, he's the one who's getting the majority of of, of the blame. And a lot of it is justified. Don't get me wrong, but there are so many other people responsible for this shit show of a season, and they need to be held accountable. Well, there's uh, there's lots of stuff coming in via various media streams, but to to paraphrase something you said just there, Craig, you want to hear from Clem, you want to hear from Angus, you want to hear from X, Y, and Z. I'd like to hear from our third Mansfield fan of the evening because there's still plenty more for us to dissect. Uh, Jay, I hope you're there and uh, you're hey, able to hello. you're able to join us now. Evening, hello. Jay. How are you? I'm I'm good, thanks. How are you? Did you? <laughs> nice little fan fan reception you got there as you come yeah. on. <clears throat> I can see you're still on the bus, not quite back yet. But how was your trip to Wiltshire? Did you enjoy yourself? Yeah, it was good. Had a nice time in the magic roundabout. Yeah, it's fun, isn't it? Good day out. Good day out. Um, who from? Uh, we're obviously talking a lot from a Swindon perspective, but as bad as we were, was there anyone in a Mansfield shirt that particularly impressed you today? Um, not really. Uh, Perch was solid, kept Charlie Austin quite oh. Kept Charlie Austin quite quiet. I don't think he yeah. was very good today, Austin. He was quite sluggish, quite slow. Uh-huh. Um, I think I'm being abused here. I'm very sorry. Um, it's fine. Hewitt, Hewitt and Oates had very good link-up play quite early on. But overall, you were just very poor. We, we were, and I think that's fair. Um, did the, uh, as I asked the other two guys, did the result as much as the performance give you a, a um, sort of morale boost ahead of ahead of the, the playoffs and stuff? Did you feel more confident about making it? Yeah, um, it shows our quality that we can bag goals. 
What have you got a problem? <laughs> Sorry about this. Um, we, we've got we've got quality in the final thirds, um, but I think overall your defence today was very poor. Um, yeah, the z- not just the today, mate. Believe me. Today. <laughs> your zonal marking was very poor, and oh, we're getting off now. Your zonal marking was very poor. You couldn't really defend well. In, but two goals from us was just you not marking us and it's still open net. Um, we heard from the other guys and although the results are, are looking good, do you, do you still feel yourself that you need to play someone higher up in better form to really gauge just how much it's turned? Or, or are you quite happy with the way things are going at the minute? I'm happy with the way we're going. Um, we played you early on in the season. You absolutely hammered us. And to come back and hammer you, it gives us a morale boost that we can beat somewhat quality teams. Um, are you a little bit frustrated that you conceded the two goals that you did? Yeah, the first goal was very sloppy. We're not marking, it just weren't good enough. And can't remember the second goal. <laughs> Completely forgettable. Um, so tell me then, um, you said that confidence is building a little bit. Uh, you've got Rochdale on Monday. Uh, are you looking at another three points there? Or, or as I suggested, are you worried that they're going to give you a much tougher game? Um, I think it'll be another breeze. Easy three points. Rochdale, <laughs> they had a, scored four goals today, but four shots on target, I believe. They're very clinical, but I don't think Rochdale have the quality to beat us. Okay. Well, uh, I uh, I appreciate you taking the time to come on as yeah. well. I know you're, you. you're ready to get off the coach. So uh, I know all the guys there were, were on the coach. So thanks to all of you for, yeah. for joining and uh, good luck for the rest of the season. All right. See you later. Cheers, Jay. That's very gracious, gracious in defeat, those set of fans, isn't they? <laughs> I'll be on there giving it the all that. Yeah, no, they're all being very polite. Um, right, so let, let's let's drill a bit deeper. Then we, we've got uh, we're what an hour in, and I think we've to an extent we've all kind of held our tongues a little bit. But uh, come on, Craig. I don't know. Craig's Craig's used the word tin pot. Woody's touched on giving a bit of praise to power and I'm not a happy clapper. What has happened to Fools? Where's this gone into meltdown? This and, is what supporting a club like Swindon does to people. And and as for us being able to score a goal, did, um, Craig, did you hear the town end singing, how shit must you be? We've managed to score at home. <laughs> I, I, wasn't, like, I, I wasn't no. at the game, um, Claire. Um, I, oh. I had I had the chance to go, actually. My mate uh, wasn't going and he said I could use his season ticket, but I turned it down. I mean, how, you know, what that just shows how, how much of, you know, even the incentive of a free, you know, going for free, that wasn't enough to convince me to go. And I'm so glad I didn't. Had a great time at Fark Farmer Gals with my family. And yeah, everything everything was rosy. Beautiful well, there was a load of horse shit on the pitch. Yes. You didn't need to go to Farmer Gals for it. Yeah, yeah, I was. was Absolute shite. Yeah, I'd rather wade through the, the 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 field of that than than go to the county ground and, and watch it in motion. To be honest, but yeah, yeah, oh. it was. But yeah, yeah, what you're saying about yeah about that that's probably just 
typical. We 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 just are. We've turned into a shit team, haven't we? You know, over the last few weeks. And again, like like I was saying earlier about the club in general, it's been just a, a slow decay. And I can't see any any way of coming back. It, it worries me. It, I'm honestly, I really disengaged is the word I'm using tonight. And when we're talking about like the budget and stuff like that. Look at the budget we didn't have last season and look what we got out of it. And the fans were more up for it with lack of budget and everything. But we had a belief and a... Do you know what I mean? And this year, we should be absolutely on a high. Like you said, we bought the ground in a joint venture. We should absolutely be buzzing. We've, we've got a budget compared to last year. But yeah... The fans are just rock bottom. The ground, the ground purchase. I haven't. I, I'm. I mean, I'm, I'm. You know, I am delighted, but I'm sort of. Ugh, I'm not fussed about it. Exactly. Um, it's like this season has ruined for me the, yeah. the whole ground purchase because I'm exactly. Like, I've taken it. I'm taking it for granted, to be honest, which I shouldn't be because obviously it's a it's a good thing for our future. But because of the way this season's panned out, it's kind of ruined it for for, for me. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I'm pleased to say, to take the pressure off you a little bit, Claire, we've got some. If we've got the only person who, if they could spin it, that everything's going to be fine, it's this man live from his holiday. I think, no. unless he's got no. home. Are you? Are you still? Are you still at your holiday destination, Ben, or are you home now? No, I, I literally got home about ten minutes ago. So nice. I'm so your first thought was jump straight fucking... off balls. If you fucking spin this, Ben, I'm resigning. Ben, <laughs> no, I'm not letting you away with it this time, Ben. No you way. Fifey said, if you are going to put any sort of positive thing on it, I'm not letting you on. Yes. But, <laughs> Good, Fifey. Um, I, uh, I don't know if any of you have read my, 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 my Twitter post. Well, no, because last I heard, you'd come off Twitter. Oh, you've not read? You've not read? Yeah, well, no, I, I posted on Twitter... <laughs> The today this evening i actually um posted it onto the group as well on the whatsapp twat twat chat twat, on the whatsapp <laughs> <laughs> you're right the first time ben. it's going well so far ben keep it up <laughs> the whatsapp chat um yeah no it's that you can't spin free fall um and you, you can't defend this team anymore which i have and I've I, I I've been very wrong about this team. I wanted to um, I wanted to see uh, I, I wanted to believe in it. I wanted to believe that it had potential. I wanted to believe it could grow. Um, but I, I I I just don't. I think they've just stopped. I think they've given up. I think they're beyond caring. Um, I think I I wrote. On Twitter, uh, I and uh, this one you should redo. I, I I tagged the CEO and just uh, and Clem, just saying that the um, you know uh, this is really a result of a model that doesn't work. Um, you should actually listen to you know listen to the fans and what they're saying because right what now we know, they've ben? lost them. Clem, Clem and Rob have lost the fans, which is unbelievable considering where we were 12 months ago and considering that we just purchased the ground and all these off-field things that they've got it wrong so badly on-field, they've lost us. 
and that's that's going it took Lee Power a few years to do that and he's managed it in two um which it's really sad because there's actually everyone's just sort of given up all faith for this current team and it's 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 really bad and I, I i i'd be surprised if we pick up another win this season i'll be shocked if we pick up another point at this rate um <laughs> Look it out. It, things really have become difficult well it's just it's just absolutely it's 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 diabolical we've got there's just it's it's really some people comparing this with with which I compared the way I feel about this team um, it, this season feels like the the end of the Sheridan the Sheridan where it was inevitable and I know we're not getting relegated but I said we're it earlier in man now finishing in our lowest ever position since eighteen seventy nine as long as the clubs existed this could be the lowest we've ever been I said it earlier when I think Claire made a similar point this team is worse than the Sheridan team. It's it is worse than the Sheridan. I don't credit where it's due, though. What I have to say, while well, I current. remember, sorry, just what I remember, Taylor current, but we don't have anyone as good as Scott Twine. We don't have anyone as good as we have got our very own Brett Pittman and Charlie Austin, who who start to run like a chicken as well. Um, <laughs> oh, fucking hell, Ben's gone in. If you take the uh. If you Rochdale. take the Rochdale game out of it, then what, you know, Charlie, what has Charlie done that Brett Pittman, that they're, they're, they're two very similar players. And people could have said back then that, you know, we didn't play to Brett Pittman's strengths. But... <laughs> very similar players, Ben, did you just say? Well, actually, uh, I, 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 I think he means performance-wise. Is that, is that what you mean, Ben? Mm -hmm. You mean performance-wise? They're, they're, they're performance-wise, yeah. yeah. Performance-wise, where they're at. And I think they're probably at the similar sort of stages in their careers. I think uh, uh, Charlie Austin's fitter than Brett Pittman, who just was tubby. You know, Ben, I'm fitter than Brett Pittman. Yeah. <laughs> but, but well, I can assure you, I'm pitch. certainly not. Ben, Charlie, Charlie was blowing by half-time today, let me tell you. He was well blown out of his backside. Yeah, if... if, if if Charlie Austin's not scoring, he's not doing a lot. And uh, even when he first came, he was directing the piece and he was dropping deep and he's still somewhat getting involved. But that's sort of kind of not happening now. And I don't know if he knows that's it. He's done. But he's not getting that move to QPR if he thinks he's getting that move to QPR and how what he's showing right now. You know, I saw someone going, that's his next move. I don't I don't see another club picking him up at his wages. Um, um just want to remember, Ben, because um, me and you in particular, we have this reputation where we'll tend to argue. Um, but I have to give you props for for something that you told me and I, and I said no. Um, and you have been found to be correct. You told me in no uncertain terms in December, right back in December, that we if if our season was to carry on the way it was, we would absolutely be finishing around about 17th, 18th place. You told me in no uncertain terms. And, and you've been proven to be right. It's not happened the way you expected it to, but you've been proven to be right. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. Why well, I said if we if we kept Lindsay and we, we would slowly drop off. But yeah, well, well, we all know where we've gone wrong this season. We all now see the importance of what Glenn Ben Gladwin had in the team on and off the field. We all know um, how much poorer we are without an Alan McDonald at the back. For all his critics, at least he organised it and he made um, Clayton look a better player. 
Um, we all know where we where our weaknesses lie and what we didn't do. And you pointed that out in January, and I didn't. I thought I, I deluded myself into thinking that we were in a better position than we were, but I was wrong. I've been wrong most of the season, and but you were right about shit. that one. Yeah, it's it's a bit shit. But... Okay, I've got a question for you all, um, and it's a question that I've had sent in to me, um, and it kind of goes back right back to the point we were making at the beginning of the show. Uh, but looking at it from another perspective, uh, Craig, I'll start with you. What if it? We, we, we mentioned about our criticisms of Jody and the player's level of performance. Um, and I think Claire's said about playing for the badge, etc. What if it's a case of already Jody's lost the dressing room and the players just don't like him and they're not playing for him? Do we think that's possibly a factor? Yeah, I think it's, it, 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 I personally <laughs> I, I still think we should invest in Jody, but I can totally understand fans. <laughs> Who go well compare his? Sorry, did you ask someone else that? I asked Craig first. Yeah. Claire, I'll oh, shut up. Sorry, you crack on. <laughs> it was Craig, not Claire. But go on. Oh, Craig. Sorry, Craig. I'll oh, shut up. You crack on. Nah, you're all right, mate. You're all right, mate. No, no worries. Um, what was the question again? Five. five? No, no, I'm joking. I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. I mean, I, if if he has lost the dressing room. I mean, we can't know that for, for sure, but there, there has to be a reason for this, you know, this the, the last few games where the players just don't seem to be um, trying as, as hard as what, you know, giving their all, basically. I think if he has lost the, the, the dressing room, that'll be an extraordinary thing to have happened. <coughs> um, but I mean, you know, most of them are very, very young. You know, most of them are young, well, not very young, but most of them are young players and everything. So... You, you know, despite what's going on, you know, some of these players are going to be playing for their careers. You, 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 you know what I mean? So mm -hmm. I think if he's lost the dressing room, that, that would be so surprising. And, and I'd imagine that it, he, he would have to have been a total arsehole to the players in order for him to have lost the, um, the, the, the dressing room. Sorry, mate, I've got, got to go, uh, I've got to go a sec. My daughter's just come down crying. No worries. Uh, we'll let Craig go sort that out. Uh, Claire, do you think there's a a hint that he may have lost the dressing room? I don't know if it's as bad as he's lost the dressing room, but I definitely think there's not the level of respect there that there should be. Regardless of that, though, going back to what Ben said about Sheridan's squad, now he's lost that team's respect, but they still had enough pride in that team to play for that shirt, regardless. You, you likes of um, Broadbent and um, oh god, gone, gone now out of my head. Hey, yeah, do you know what I mean? At least the players were still had a bit of pride in themselves. So, regardless of whether he has lost the dressing room, it, it's not Jody Morris who pays the sodden wages. It's us putting our hands in our pockets. You're playing for us. Do you know what I mean? So, um, but I do think something is definitely not right. If you watch the body language between the players and Morris when they're passing each other or being subbed or such, certain players he seems okay with, others he won't even look in the eye. So, something is clearly not right. 
and whatever it is is rubbed out out throughout the team and like even the lack of Clayton not being anywhere in that squad today despite the fact that he's not injured is something hey that we're aware of obviously I think uh, didn't Morris say in his post-match interview that he wasn't oh, injured I've, I've not heard it yet I'll be be perfectly honest on this point. Um, I was so angry after the game, which is funny because on Monday's show, uh, no, yeah, Monday's show, I said that I was so disconnected from it, I wasn't angry anymore. I I I just didn't care. That's uh, exactly how I felt today, leaving that ground. I wasn't even angry. And even, like I said earlier in a tweet, the fans that were around me were no longer angry. And I walked away and I thought, what has happened to our club? That our fans are not angry that we're one nil, that we're two one down, we're three one down, four one down. We were just, it was just like, here we go. How many more ref blow the whistle? Do you know? And one poor little lad, a couple of rows behind me, was cheering all their goals. Like, and I think it was he just wanted to see a goal. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It was, it's just got to that stage, and it's like even if Morris has left, is lost the dressing room. I'm not sure where I am with the point that Craig made earlier about we can't afford to get rid of him. Can we afford to keep him as well, though? Because if we don't and he's not working and we're just keeping him because we don't want to pay him off, the consequences of doing so are just as bad. Do you know what I mean? If we drop into out of this league, we may never come back here and it'll cost an awful lot more than getting rid of someone who's not doing a job. Yeah, you point. know. Yeah, that's, oh. that's that's a fair point, Claire. That is. And the fans you'll lose along the way just by keeping him yeah. out of the sheer fact you don't want to pay him off, and because he's got a name, he's so say a name. But then, like I said, going back to last season, we had no budget. We had our, what's five, six players that hadn't been paid. You got we bought Garner renewed been sacked at his previous club and look how that turned out and the fan engagement and everything and yet somehow this season a year down the road we're worse off when we should be in a better position all around do you you know I'm just so disillusioned disillusioned disengaged and any other disword I can think of tonight before the show's over I'm going to be using do you know and that's and that's coming from someone who's always been a happy clapper. I've never once ever called a player or manager out on social media. Today, I'm just done. Do you know what I mean? And I think it's about time some of these players realise us paying fans that we're choosing whether we spend time with our families or loved ones and we're going there to support them. They're not giving the same effort back. And I think some of them need to realise that. And if it takes even by me posting when I don't usually post. Do you know that they need to take a good hard look in the mirror when they go home tonight, some of them? Yeah. Do you know? Claire, Claire, what what you said about the fans not being angry anymore, that's, and and, and obviously that's, that's worse because it's, it's, um, somebody tweet this, um, it's, it's apathy and that's, that's, that's even worse. Apathy could kill this club. Yeah. You know, and it will undo all the good work that has happened in the last couple of years in with fan engagement uh, and, and, bringing and that's what, in. And that's, that's, that's what worries me. 
that is worrying. That, and, it, yeah. and it worries me that people are saying, keep Morris, we can't afford to get rid of him, because it just causes more rot amongst the fan base about everything that has been built this last season. I mean, you look how many... I was surprised, I have to say, I was so surprised how many fans actually attended that game today. Admittedly, not, not all of them were there by the end of the match, but the amount that still turned up despite the shit show of results lately and the lacklustre performances and the players just did not reciprocate that effort at all. That's, that's the thing. And, and I mean, like, I'm, I'm not a season ticket holder. I'll, I'll never will be because of my job. But, you know, match day prices are going up to £27 next season. At the moment, I'm not going to go. I'm not going to go to the games because, you know, my, I, haven't got, I'm, I haven't got a football mad family. They've got other interests and everything. So I'm going to want to spend time with them. And, and I want to get value out of what I'm paying. I, I saw somebody um, tweet earlier. He goes, yeah, um, I wouldn't pay to go and watch a one-star film at the cinema. You, you, you know, and so, it, and it shouldn't be, this, and it's the same with football. I'm sorry, I know people say that you should follow your club through thick and thin, back the club, back the players, get behind the players and, and all this and everything. I have done for 35 plus fucking years. And I'm, I'm sorry, I, you know, I've been through some good times and mainly mediocre or shit times with Swindon and and you and you accept that but fuck off with, with this oh yeah get behind the support they need to earn our support out there at the end of the day we you know the us as fans we've gone out there and we've spent our money we've given them the support and they have given nothing back and it has been like tremendous support that they've got off of us this this season and and and, and it's it's just Nothing bad, and it is again. I'm, I'm repeating what I said earlier. It's not just from the players; it's from top, top to bottom. And um, yeah, the, the, it's, it's it's worrying times. I think. Um, ben, do you think there's even a hint that he may have lost the dressing room? Um, uh, the only way I think he could have lost them is he'd done a bit of a Brian Clough and said, "You're all overrated. You're not good enough, and half of you won't be here next season." So, Has he not pretty much done that in every post-match interview so far? Yeah, which so I, I think he may have done that. So half of them might have just switched off and gone fuck you. Then um, I think that. What do you think, think about his comment of him out in Harris the other week? Yeah, that's harsh. <laughs> that's very harsh. But again, it, it, with that again, we don't know whether that is Harry's being overweight whilst being injured. We don't know if Harry's his attitude, what he's been like in training. I don't know if Harris has already switched off to another move somewhere because it was unlikely that he was going to get but back in at Swindon. Even so, Morris is a professional coach. Should he? He might have had enough him? of him. We don't know. Should he? But Please. Morris is a professional. Should he have put that out you, there? You, 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 you read that a lot of. Well, you hear a lot of managers call out a lot of players in their time, and he might have just been using Harris as an example of, you know, if you, if you don't toe the line, I will pull you up, pull you out on it, and I'll. You may, you may not, but that's some speculation. Um, yes, my love speculation. Yeah, my my personal view uh, is what I what I'd like to see is Clem um, do away Come on here and with it answer some questions. Our, and, anything to do with this current model um, and back his manager. It's going to cost a few quid. Um, get the players that he wants. Get his team in. 
and then we then he can live and die by the sword. And if we're not where we should be by September, October, then absolutely bite the bullet. And then there's plenty of time to rescue what's left. Um, I, uh, and the reason that I say this rather than get him out now is purely on his reputation as a coach, purely on his reputation of, you know, McCreechan wanted to join Swindon because um, he, he's worked with him before and he is a quality coach. And hopefully other players of that ilk and that ability do want to want, want him. Um, I think the manager gets frustrated with the players that they're not doing what he asks them to do and he calls them out on it. Um, so if he has get players that do believe in what he says and do tone the line, then maybe he can get it right and can get better. Um, so I'm not there for constant chopping and changing because that doesn't ever bring good. But I do think that the eyes will be on him from the start of next season. And if he doesn't hit the ground running, then there should be question marks over his head. Um, but I would stay off at this current moment um, because I genuinely think that the players know they're not going to be there next season. He knows they're not going to be there next season. Um, so I think the players are just going through the motions until the season ends. That's my opinion. I might be wrong. I've been wrong before, clearly. So <laughs> Who would have um, thought, eh, Ben? But that's my opinion. <laughs> Woody, uh, same question finally to you, and then I've got I've got another one to throw at you straight after. But do you think there's a possibility if in what is it now six weeks he's managed to lose the dressing room? Um, a manager can lose a dressing room in the first day of training. To be fair, there's no, you know, we're going to talk about one said manager later. But the, um, you know, it's kind of. I kind of find myself agreeing a little bit with Ben. I think that if we bind him off now, there's not going to be another manager that's going to want to come in for the next five, uh, for the next six, seven games. We'll end up with somebody's shit anyway. However, that's not me saying that if we carry on on this fucking torrid form, that we question it at the end of the season. Um, so, because if, and I know it's a very, very big fucking if, if he wins the rest of our games the rest of the season, let's just say just our conspiracy, um, then all of a sudden we're all going, he's going to be a great help for us next season. So I just think, I think we've got to be careful as football fans. We've got, and this is me included, we don't contradict ourselves. Um, yeah. As I mentioned earlier, when I put in the comment about, we know that I could pretty much say at least once this season, even Ben and he did tonight, everybody said this squad is not good enough. Mm -hmm. We're supposedly the experts, okay? Uh, and we we said that to Jody when we met him. You know, we, we did. Said, we're us fans. We're supposedly the experts. Um, so that's where that is where I do lean a little bit of maybe maybe it's just because, you know, I as a coach myself, I know how much it would be for me if I lost the amount of games in a row that he's lost. I'm probably going to be close to that this season. Um, so it's kind of you know. So it's I just think that. <coughs> I, I don't believe, unless there's, I mean, Milner's name banded around with Cozzi I don't think we'd be able to afford him. Um, so there's no point with that. I just I just think that would there be anybody else who would come in and have 
I don't even know how many games are left. I've lost complete track of the season, but was it six, seven games, if that? Um, I don't think we'll get another manager in that's going to be looking at this as a long-term plan when we've just binned off a coach that had a two-year... You know, we talk about... I agree with Claire. We talk about that we, you know, we shouldn't be looking at it as a, we're not going to pay him off. But the thing is, is if we show, if we as a club go, we're going to pay off, we're going to sack a manager on a two-year contract. There's no way nobody, somebody's going to come in for six, six games. You know, we'll, we'll just end up managerless for the rest of the season. And then we'll be in the same fucking position we were pre-season I wouldn't mind that, would he? Get Gunning back in. He did all right. Oh, I don't, don't mind see, that. Claire, this is where I fundamentally disagree with you. I knew that would get you. you. I fundamentally disagree with you. You could give me charge of that of that team for one game, I guarantee you we would win by a large margin. Really, we man? Win by a, we would win by a large margin. Because the style that we played against Grimsby, we could not do throughout this busy period in April. We would oh, not would be he? able to do it. Yes, I am reining in. And let's not forget that we've criticised Austin and he did pretty fucking well that game with a gun in. Breathe, buddy, breathe. But, yeah, so... Claire, you want to hear his voice notes? <laughs> yeah. Uh... <laughs> now, as, as Ben said, and, you know, fair play, Ben's, you know, come out and said, you know, maybe I was wrong. Maybe I was wrong about Jody. You know, I'm not going to deny that that was, you know... I respected Jody. I know him as a coach. I've been coached by him on coaching courses. So I know his philosophy. I know him as a coach. So I kind of thought, you know, it was an exciting appointment for me, but maybe he's not a manager. Maybe he's not right for us. That's, and I'd quite happily hold my hand up to that. But whilst it's been very clear this season by the club, the club have made it very clear that recruitment is not looked after by Scott Lindsay, not looked after by Ben Garner, wasn't looked after by... Um, by um, Jody Morris, you know. So whilst we're sat here going, Jody Morris hasn't got his own set of players, own set of players. We've we just because it's got to go somewhere, you know. The blame because what if we bring in another? Still signed up though. He still signed up, knowing what players he had. Of course, he still signed up, but what coach wouldn't? You know, uh, there's a lot of coaches out there that would go that would look at Swindon as a very attractive proposition. We now own our ground. We are in the process of owning our ground. We're a, I hate saying it because I don't necessarily agree with it. We're a big club in League Two. You know, we, the fucking, you go to a, you, you go to a new employer. How many new employers go to you go, oh, this is shit about the club. This is shit about the uh, company. This is, nobody does that. He could have been sold an absolute fairy tale, to be fair. And we don't know what happened in those periods in January. I'm led to believe that we were speaking to Jody the second week in January. So what happened in that negotiation period between, the second of January and the last, uh, the second week in January and the last week of January. So it, it, we we say he knew what he was buying into. We had a comp- we almost had, we still had um, Gladwin. We still, I think we even still had Reed at that point. You know, when they started talking to Jody Morris, we still had some of those players. But yes, I know the McDonald things a different situation, but we still had those players. And he would have been told any players that you lose that we need, we will recruit back. We all said that in January ourselves. The biggest mistake this club would have made is not replacing what went out. So employers will always overpromise. They will always, and I'm saying that as a person who works in HR, we will always, we will always overpromise what, what you're actually going to get. Um, so I just think that I'm not saying that Jody isn't to blame because I wasn't at the game today. It sounds like it was a bit of a tactical nightmare, but judging by the WhatsApp group, but it's you know I'm not saying he's not to blame, but it, there's no point well. bring whilst 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 fucking Sandro Dima dickhead is at the top of the chain, 
All right. There is no point bringing in another manager. There's no point bringing in another manager whilst he's still top of the chain because he has failed under two managers. Sandra Di Michele has failed us under two managers. Whether but where's he getting his remit from? Where's Sandro got his remit from? Should the blame lie even oh, yeah, higher than Sandro? No, yeah, yeah, not not denying that because Clem should have Clem Rob Angus, whoever he's reporting to, should be able to go. There you go. That's what um, you know, your shit, fuck off type thing, you know. But, but who knows? It's 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 a difficult world, the world of employment. But I just think that like. I'm not trying to be a Jody Morris sympathiser because if he, it, it is a very poor record with regardless of what squad you've got in front of you. And like I say, I do agree that he he did know potentially what he was coming into, but he also probably knew what he was promised. And it's quite clear from his interviews, it doesn't sound like he's been given what he was promised. Um, so it's... But do I agree with the Kean Harris thing? I don't. I think that was a really piss poor move. But given our PR this season, I'm actually not surprised. Um, so it's... Um, yeah, so it's. I just think that, but the buck has got to stop somewhere. You know, we can't. If we were, we got rid of Lindsay. I say we got rid of Lindsay. He actually left. Let's not forget, he actually left. We didn't get rid of him. Yeah. Um, Lindsay, Lindsay left. Um, who knows why? The real reason. I know it might be closer to home, etc. But was there other stuff going on behind the scenes? Um, so, but the buck stopped somewhere. And if Sandra Di Michele is responsible for hiring the managers of this club, of the men's side of the club then why is, you know, what, why is he not being held to account at all here? And why is Sandro not looking at that record and going, we've won two games under Morris? Why is he not questioning him? Why is he not coming out? As Craig said earlier, Jody Morris is really easy to be the front man to blame at the moment because he's the only fucker that goes in front of the media unless we're appointing some fucking women's manager who's never been in women's football. So that's the only time we ever hear from anything else in the club. Um, <laughs> you really so want it's... to move on, don't you, Wattie? <laughs> But yeah, so um, yeah, but for, but for that, those reasons, I would give him until the summer because I just don't think I don't think it's going to change anything. I think the squad's not good enough. I don't think the squad's right. We've already, if he has lost the dressing room, I don't think he's necessarily lost the whole dressing room. I think the dressing room are already on fucking holiday. You know, a lot of them are already. You know, the lone players fucking send them back now. Tomlinson included. You know, send send them back. You know what what's What's the point? We're, this is a dead rubber season now. Let's I just play that, our own guys. Get, yeah, get them playing for their fucking contracts for next season. And that includes those because, <laughs> yes, some of them are on two-year deals, but that means they're only going to be on one-year deal next season. Right. So they're going to have to play for an extension. So, you know, and I wouldn't, I wouldn't care. We say that they're on two-year deals, but if they're shit, we put them in the fucking transfer window and sell them to a National League side in... You know, in 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 January, uh, in in August, it happens. It happens all the time in football. I don't understand why we need to be this kind of club that haven't got the balls to do it. Um. Okay. Let me, uh, Woody. Have you had a chance to see the goals yet? Okay. Fair enough. No. Well, without seeing the goals, let me ask you a question from a coach's perspective. Then, if you conceded the same goal time and time and time again, <coughs> would you? Would you, as a coach, think that maybe you need to do something about it? And I ask that because the first goal we conceded today, of all the shit goals we conceded today, because all three, as I said earlier, were fucking pathetic goals to concede. The first goal was just the same goal we concede every game. Player gets to byline, player puts in cross, player at back post is completely unmarked, unmarked player heads internet. 
Yeah, I mean, that's the, the problem is, is that's a repetitive goal in a game. It's quite hard to change a repetitive goal in a game. But the players need to learn. That's not a coach thing. The players need to fucking learn from that. You closed down the cross. You know, he, I don't know. We don't know what he was screaming. I don't know if anybody sits near Jody, but. From where the one thing that I will give him is credit when I was sat relatively near to him, you could see he was picking up on errors. Um, if he wasn't picking up on that error, then fair enough. But the you know, we look at like I think zonal marking was brought up again today. If that's something that they want to really fucking focus on, it doesn't look like we're working on it in training because there's not a zonal mark in sight. Um, so it's um, so yeah, it, to answer your question, yes, we should be learning, you know, it's the first thing. That, that I do, you know, every every game. I have my game model of what I want to work towards. I know what I want the players to achieve over the season. But if we concede five fucking corners, you know, we're working... Well, we're not working on corners and training, so they don't necessarily need to do that in women's football. But, you know, the theory's still there. If we're still working yeah. on teams breaking us down the middle, you spend a session working on breaking down the middle. These guys have got the luxury of fucking full-time coaching, playing five times a week, for crying out loud. Like, if I'm seeing, like non-league teams doing it in one training session um it's yeah craig we've we've kind of been on a on a journey with sol Brin this season um where everyone was lauding him and then woody was probably first and then a few others have started to just bring into question um the third goal we conceded today are we are we saying Unfortunately, every now and then this happens to keepers or come on now, lads, you really should be doing better. Yeah, I think, I think you know, no goalkeeper likes conceding at their near post, do they? And um, he probably knows that, that he shouldn't have, um, he shouldn't have conceded there. But it's it's just, I, I think if it was on its own, you could sort of be like, well, you know, hopefully you'll learn from that. But with every, he's, he's just one of a number of players that are just poor at the moment, and he's just been in decline generally, hasn't hasn't he? Um, and and again, again, it sort of seems to have happened around about the time that Morris has come, come in, which is, and I'm not saying that you know that that is because of Morris. Obviously, Morris rates him because he starts him every week. Maybe we he did say to... that he did say that Brand's coming back to fitness and may get some game time then. Yeah, well, hope, yeah, well, why not? Check he, him in. He I was mean, out on the pitch today with the physio um, yeah. quite a bit. Yeah, I, I think, you know, I, the only thing I'm worried about is um, if, if because normally if you don't play a player on loan, you have to pay their wages normally or a percentage of their wages. So there might be a financial thing in, in, involved in, in him having to having to play him but it is worrying his his decline and yeah he should have done better with 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 that third goal definitely but again he's the last line of defense it, it, it they they got through a lot of our players oh, yeah. to get to that position in the first place so so it's, it's not just Bryn at fault for that third no, no. goal it's 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 it's, it's all, all of them I'm afraid okay um <laughs> Let's uh, let's take a sidestep for a moment then while we uh, we let you regather your thoughts, compose and decide if there's anything additional uh, you want to discuss from today's game specifically or, or Claire as your sort of semi-regular oh, wider. Just in wider case picture. Liam's listening, right, this is for Liam if he's listening. No, and no, we're not moaning that we lost because of a ref today, OK? <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> Um, and, and the rest is okay. 
Joe, that's a that's a fantastic point. I I yeah. asked this question a couple of weeks ago. I think that Ward would have potentially got back between the sticks had he actually been allowed to sign. Well, um, there's just one word why that probably hasn't happened: money. Okay, um, Woody, it's been a it's been an interesting week for the women's team as well. Um, the the news kind of just broke from nowhere that virtually the entire coaching staff of all the teams had gone. A day later, they were announcing a, a new first-team women's coach. Um, I don't believe the other spots have actually been filled yet, to my knowledge. Um, but then even the way, and again, you're much more knowledgeable. I lean on you a lot for this kind of thing. But for, for me, looking at the outside, first the way that I think it was the Adva were reporting it about the, about the likes of James leaving was wrong. It, the, the tone of it was all wrong. Um, it kind of suggested it was because they'd lost at Southampton, the way I read it. Um, and then the, the way it was initially announced of the new coach coming in wasn't technically correct either. Yeah, I had great fun yesterday, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I think, yeah, I do think the advert was a bit, well, cuntish really in the way that they reported it. Um, you know, kind savage. What did you just drop of, the C bomb? Oh dear! Yeah, I just. Oh you know, well, the only reason the only reason I say that is because you don't really mix the terminology "volunteer" with the word "sack." Um, you know, at the end of the day, James and KP and all the rest. I, you know, I have my opinions on them as coaches, but from the respect of being in the coaches' world, I respect them for what they've done. And yeah. James, let's not let's not beat around the bush. Yes, okay. He might not have been the man to take the club forward, but he's done quite well this season. You know, he's you know we've Swindon women record. have never been more engaged with the supporters, and exactly, he, he's exactly. he's part of that. Yeah, so so that kind of that kind of annoyed me um, a little bit as well. But I think, um, yeah. So just just kind of everything now. Just to summarise it, by the way, because they sacked all their coaches, there's no development game this weekend. So because of this stupid decision by the club development team don't have a game. Now, I I don't know that 100% for sure that that's the reason why they haven't got a game, but I'm led to believe by people in the Sources. club, players in the, players in the club, that they haven't got a game because they got no manager this weekend. Um, you know, so, and obviously, it, well, as we said earlier, it just matches the PR disaster that's been Swindon Town this year. Um, so what, let's, let's go back. So, was if it just the goalkeeper back... coach they kept, would he? So Dave Tomlinson's still there, yeah. Um, and the two under-18, well, the three under-18s um, coaches are still there as well. Now, I have my theory as to why um, they're keeping hold of them at the moment. But the, um, the yeah, and, and, and effectively the rest of them have gone. I, I don't know about the new one. They announced a new guy, didn't they, recently? I can't, forgive me, I can't remember his name. He was, I think he was quite an Hispanic-looking fella, but... The um they appointed they appointed new guys. I don't know if he's still that if he's if he's gone as well. But um I'm not saying that having a reshape is the is the wrong thing to do. It it, it probably will be needed at some stage. But four games left in the same season that less than three months ago the cl the club are screaming for volunteers to come in and do the media team. They've yeah. then gone and effectively sacked adverse words sacked volunteers who in the grand scheme of things yes okay Southampton wasn't a great result but 
it wasn't a result that's going to get a manager sacked. As, as I've said before, 5-1 is not a big scoreline in, in, in grassroots football. Um, so it's, I just think that the whole kind of approach to, to, to it as, as from the club. And what makes me laugh the most is, and, and in some ways, although some of our fans have been a bit idiotic about it in terms of, well, they've got, you know, we've still got problems with the men's and things like that. But, um, but it's in some ways it's a fair point. There are a lot bigger problems. There are a lot bigger problems that within the men's setup that we should be worried about at the moment. They're worrying about the the women's last four games of the season. You know, it's kind of. Um, so that yeah, was the that, thing for me. I think it was the timing that just seemed completely yeah. bizarre. And, and the other thing is, regardless of, I know it said James Lally and his coaching staff. It said James Lally and KP who I think, and like I said, I don't know what's happened to the other lad. And obviously Dave's still there. Um, and even my opinions aside, um, the fact that someone like, even like Ethan has not even got a mention to say, you know, that he's gone. Now I was, I understand that James was told on Monday night and um, Ethan was told at training on Tuesday. Um, so it's kind of, of which Ethan was still at training and Ethan will be at training evidently next week as well, because he's doing stuff with his UA for big. So, um, yeah, and, and, and that's the thing that surprises me the massive. Now, I know that Lally is quite happy to, to comment. He's a very, he's very open person when it comes to his opinion. But the fact that the club haven't spoken to him at all since his appointment pretty much is, is pretty poor to then go ahead and tell him he's no, part, no longer part of the club. So, but, you know, football's football. Um, <coughs> what I want to be clear of, though, my opinions on this are not anything to do with me being bitter. It's very clear that I left the club. By the way, I was not asked to leave. Um, but the, um, I just think that in a time where we had 500-odd in the game the other week, um, we're getting good gates going through Foundation Park. We could have. And you're seeing people, that you're seeing the club treat the management, the, flat, the, the volunteer managers like this is pretty fucking poor. Um, not to mention, we very much had Bowds and Ree on, our, on, on the same night Yep. had them on our podcast and they were saying how much the players like James and, and things yep. like that. And losing a manager, I, I messaged Bouds, um, I think it was last night or the night before, losing the guy who, you know, you have a good connection with as players is fucking hard. You know, those players will take some of those players, that have, you know, not every, he's not everybody's cup of tea. Of course he won't be, but that's, that's football. But that's fucking, and to, to just say we're moving in a different direction, like what direction is that? Like, it's. I don't know if Immy's still there, Mike, but Immy was. I think she was partly paid, so she might still be there. Um, but yeah, it's. I just think it, it's absolutely awful, really, what what's happened um, this week. And again, the PR nightmare. We haven't even got onto the bloody announcement of of Mike Cook yet. Um, so it's just, you know, the fact that I found out that Mike Cook could potentially be it, you know, long before anybody else almost did. Um, kind of just says shows how quickly the the, the ver- word gets around of of things so quickly, and um, you know, so it, you've got to be so careful with the power of social media and all of this. That I'm expecting the PR from the club to be 150 times better than it is because you will, as you as everybody saw on my Twitter yesterday and my Facebook, you have to get the terminology things like that right, and and that brings us on to the Mike Cook announcement. So 
if that's all right. To yeah, mate, you, you carry on. This is, <laughs> um, this is what I've been waiting for. I've, so, I've been letting you build it up till an hour and a half in. Um, so with, with Mike Cook, um, do I think he's a bad appointment? First of all, I don't know. I generally don't know anything about him apart from his time at Chippenham. Look into that how you will. Um, I've been in women's football for 10 years, been around the area, been around the area for probably eight of that in terms of, you know, involved with women's football in the area for seven or eight of that. And I haven't heard of it. Um, so you look into that how you will. Um, obviously, he did some stuff at Chippenham. Doesn't sound, he, he sounds like he might potentially fit the blueprint a little bit because the first thing you see on Wikipedia is a, is a criminal charge. Um, I'm not going to hold that against him, but it almost feels like that's the SDFC blueprint nowadays. Um, but the um, on that aspect of it, yeah, he's a pro-licensed coach. So fucking what? Like, what's a pro-licensed coach got to do with women's football? It, it, he hasn't coached at a professional football club. That's, you know, he's been at, what was it, Gloucester, Chippenham. Um, you know, he's not coached at a professional football club. So for me, yes, he might be a very good coach. I'm not going to deny that he might be a very good coach. Um, but my personal opinion on it was you've kind of got rid of James Lally, who was a UEFA B, um, has achieved stuff with Swindon this year and replaced him with a guy who's got, in my opinion, not really the big credentials for it. Now, I'd quite happily stand up here and be say, if he, if he gets him promoted into tier three, fair play to him. And I, I do genuinely wish him the best because I'm a fan at the end of the day. I want Swindon Town women to do well. And it's important that Swindon Town women do do well for the rest of the clubs in the county. Um, so the from, from that aspect onwards, but the way that they announced it was so fucking misleading. That's what really, really pissed me off. This, he was involved. The first comment, uh, first one was about um, setting up the girls' academy, female academy. Um, massive PR disaster from the club because there's no, never been a female academy at Swindon Town. Um, so ma massively misleading to suggest that he was involved in the development of the girls in the area um, because he's not. He's got. He's had just as much to do with a lot of the Helenas. The I think the other examples used to me as Scotty and things like that as I have. You know because they were all at Spitfires at one point. You know so it's it's. It's kind of, it's so misleading. Then they change it to the girls' setup, which again is wrong because there isn't a girls' setup at Swindon Town Football Club minus the under 18s. There isn't a girls' setup. The foundation have their very own setup, which was an emerging talent centre that's been granted brilliant recently for Wiltshire, which is brilliant. They are the emerging talent centre for Wiltshire. Okay. You go on to the FA and search in emerging talent centres. Okay. It doesn't say it, you'll have, I think, possibly Bristol Rovers. You'll have, um, some others, you know, actual clubs in there. It actually says the Emerging Talent Centre in the southwest for this region is Swindon Town Football Club Community Foundation. Okay, it doesn't say Swindon Town Football Club. So misleading articles like that are really bad for clubs like Bassett and Chippenham and things like that because we could lose players because they've they've branded it that this guy's came in and did so much so much work to develop. Now, if they were an academy. The likes of Lanes when they were playing for the CFFE, the likes of some of the players now wouldn't have been able to play for other clubs. Now, I know, I know that the foundation did have never, ever really, really encouraged players to go play for Swindon Town Women. And that's not, I'm not going against them for that. I'm not going against because I love the foundation. I love what they do. You know, my son's at, there at the moment. Um, you know, I love what they do. And, but 
They have never, ever, you go on their website, they don't promote Swindon Town women. They don't, you know, it, they, they're, they're there because they're the Emerging Talent Centre. They want players to come from Wantage. They want players to come from, um, you know, Chippenham and, and surrounding areas, Devizes, Malksham. If they instantly straight away said, yeah, send them to us because we're going to set pass you on to Swindon Town women, those players are going to go, well, hold on a minute, we got women set up. Uh, that, that, sorry, those clubs are going to go, we got women set up. Why are you going to just take our players and then shift them off everywhere? And then all of a sudden, players are going, uh, clubs are going, well, we're not going to send our players to Swindon Town um, Community Foundation. Now, whether that's the right way of thinking for the clubs or not, that's, that's a different matter. What should have happened and what I think will happen is the foundation might start being a feeder club to Swindon Town women. Absolutely nothing wrong with that. I think that's a great idea. But do that first before telling us that the manager has been involved with the setup of the women's structure. Um, sorry, I was just reading Mike's comment. Um, uh, they, so, yeah, that's, I think that's, that's kind of the main thing I've, I've really got to say about it, if I'm, if I'm brutally honest. I think that um, the reason I think Twitter and Facebook might have made me look bitter as a former coach and I can't, you guys, you guys have spoken to me regularly off, off air, etc. I cannot promote Swindon Town women enough because in my own self-interest, I need them to do well because they can only have a squad of 40 players. I want the other, you know, I want the players that aren't good enough to play for Swindon Town. <laughs> so, so I need Swindon Town to do well. Um, and, and likewise, as we've all said, I'm a fan. So it's not, it's not the bitter. And that's why I decided yesterday to say I'm going to say something. Because if Ethan had said it, if KP had said it, if James Lally had said it, it would have come across as just a bitter comment from them. But really piss poor from the club. Um, and the final bit on it um, is Rob Angus making the announcement. Rob Angus doing the interviews. Um, Rob Angus is a big promoter of the women's side. Get that. Um, but why... Why have we? Is Sandra D. McKayley just the technical director for the men's side? Is that is that clear anywhere? I don't know. Um, Rob Angus has come out making the announcement as if to say that he's done some thorough research into into this and and things like that. So, if he's making the decision for the women's side, why is he not making any decisions in the men's football side? So, something that I found out this week as well, which I didn't know, is Tom Hartley's. The director of women's football that has made a massive has made a massive deal out of um uh, was it probably september time probably yeah um from my knowledge he's left as well so it's kind of like why is rob angus making that making decisions on the women's side but but claims to say i am not getting involved with the men's side that screams to me that that, that the women's side is being used as a commercial tool um and it's you know, it's great that the club have got them under the wing. I'm fully supportive of that, but it's it it does it doesn't seem right to me. And like I say, the the appointment of Mike Cook. If I'm standing here soon, I'm you know I'm wrong. Fair play. I do wish him the best. I generally do. I wish any manager that goes in and does that job the best. But um, I just think that I I think this has been a real real fucking shit show, and I know it's unsettled a lot of people. Um, Craig, obviously we. We look at it from outsiders' perspective. We're, we're, you know, we're just kind of dipping our toe into women's football. I mentioned about the timing. I know you were very much the same as me when it came out. The timing seemed to to surprise as much as anything. Um, are, are you? Does it kind of unsettle you as a 
I, I don't like the phrase. I'm trying to find a better one, but a kind of a a distant fan, should we say? Not as not as engrossed as the likes of Woody. I think it's fair to say. But a, a, does it kind of unsettle you as to what's going on? Yeah, it does. It, it seems to mirror what's happening with the um, with the men's side of the club. You know, there's all this been all this good work with the women's team this season and everything being played at the ground and everything. And the club's had its role to do that. And then they go and bloody do another couple of PR disasters within the space of a couple of days, like 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 Woody said. And that you know, there's there's a running theme there, and I, I just don't get it. How many more times is this club going to shoot itself in 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 the foot? Now, I've I've got no prior knowledge of of, of anything to do with the the women's team or anything. You know, it's it's always interesting when Woody talks about the setup and how things work and everything. But I've got to be honest, and you know, I was fully supportive of the women's team coming becoming part of the club. I'm worried that the club is going to be to the detriment of the women's team coming under the the, the club's fold, because because of the way they've managed the men's team this season, um, and and the and the start of of of, of this with with sacking you know the, the 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 current coaching setup and then bringing in someone who doesn't seem to have much experience in women's football, and I think the majority of his coaching career was a community um, like community coach, whatever they call it, a community. Um, uh, um, you know, you know, when they go around the schools and everything and do coaching se- sessions, that that sort of thing. So, you know, from a CV point of view, it didn't didn't look that impressive. But like I say, I don't know as, as much about the women's game. But that is my concern that now that they're under the club's wing and we've and we've seen how much the club has fucked things up this season, I really do fear for the for the women's team. That might be me fear-mongering or, or just being a bit hysterical, but it is something that does does concern me. And the watching the women's team this season and and talking to people like Bowds and and, and Ree the other night and and Beth when she she was there and listening to Grace and people like that is such a joy to see that. And you know, my daughter's liking football at the moment. And I wanted to see see that. And I want same as Woody, I want Swindon Town women to be successful because it'll be better, it'll be good for women's football all across the, the, the town and the country. And if my daughter does decide to get into football, you know, it might be, you know, it might be something that she could, you know, she could look up look up to. But yeah, I, I am I am concerned about the way way it's going. Maybe it won't, you know, like like Woody said, may, maybe this coach will come in. Do a good job getting promoted and, and everything's rosy, but yeah, I am a bit um, a bit sceptical to say the least of, of, of how of how things <coughs> might, might progress um, from from now on. Um, as much as uh, we talk about what's going on off the pitch, it's important to recognise what's going on on the pitch as well. There is a, a game this Sunday. Um, I'm going to get this wrong. I'm going to get this the wrong way around, aren't I? Fair, Fairford this weekend. Um, at home, um, chance for, for the women. The, the uh, four games to go of the season, three of which are at home. I think we're still at at this point. Um, two more at Fairford, sandwiched in between is the one at Foundation Park. Um, and of course, we send our very best to the women's team and hope that they can uh, put some smiles on a few pe- few Swindon fans' faces this Easter weekend because uh, it's quite clear the men's team aren't going to. Um, a quick look ahead then to Monday, if we can. Um, and on the subject, is uh, we are still scheduled to be doing our 
final STFC watch along of the of the season. Um, Craig, <laughs> I think, is heading up the uh, heading up the team doing this one um, alongside the likes of uh, Nick, as long as he's feeling better. Uh, as well as we think Friday Night Joe might be taking part in his first one, alongside a couple of others, Fool's favourites. Um, kickoff's at three, isn't it? Because it's a bank holiday. So I believe you're going live from two, Craig? Yeah, that'll be the plan, mate. Yeah, That's yeah. Well, obviously, we'll um, push it on all our social all medias our and, and, and everything. Ho hopefully, I'll get access to the StreamYard account in good time this time. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't go disappearing <laughs> off into the cinema and... <laughs> Things like that, mate. But, I was at the. Uh, well, it, I won't be at the cinema, believe me, mate. If I'm yeah. not part of the uh, the match day thing myself, I won't get the cinema because that's where I was today, and that's what delayed the start of tonight's episode. I was. Uh, oh, I went to watch the new Mario movie, and uh, mm. I stayed for the post credit scenes, which I googled in advance to see if there was any. Hence me not getting back in time to start for seven o'clock. Um, no, fair enough. I mean, with 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 Monday, because like the. <laughs> We, we, we were just really unfortunate with the Warsaw game because it was like one of the worst games of the season to watch from from an entertainment point of view. And, you know, we, we did our best to try and keep it as entertaining as possible. But and with nothing to play for for the rest of the season, you know, Monday's game is kind of a dead rubber. But we want to, you know, this is something we do want to do kind of regular as, as, as often as, as, as we can. And um, again, as always, if anyone's got any feedback or anything, you know, more than welcome to, we will always take that on, but um, it's something we, you know, we all enjoy and it just adds a bit, bit of a different dimension to our podcast, I think. Yeah. And uh, I think how poor the performances are, I think it's, it's, it's going to provide enough entertainment just yeah, watching true. everyone watching it. To be I mean, fair, I think I think the players are doing the hard work for you, Craig. Yeah, yeah, that's, <laughs> that's, that's, that's true. How especially, dare you accuse our players of working hard, Claire? <laughs> especially, especially if we, um, especially if we see an exquisite <laughs> pass. Yeah, that's not happening anytime soon, is it, Craig? <laughs> Very um, nice. Very nice. You right. carry on taking the piss, mate. You carry on taking <laughs> yeah. the piss. But yeah, um, if anyone if anyone wants to join us on um on on Monday, yeah, from from two o'clock, we're going live. And again, all the you know, send all your messages and comments and stuff like that. And uh, yeah, we'll take it from there. Uh, Claire, start with you then. Um, well, I would say it can't get any worse, but every time we say that uh, to to. To copy Craig's quote from earlier, every time we say it can't possibly get any worse, Swindon Town say, hold my beer. So what are you expecting on Monday? Uh, what am I expecting? More of the same is what I'm going to go with. Nice. Now, do you know what I mean? I've, I've never felt so sure about another loss incoming. <laughs> um, do you know? Uh, meh. Yeah. Meh, meh. That's pretty much sums it up, doesn't it? Yeah, meh. <laughs> are you, if you were um, on the assumption, apart from the longer term injuries that we know about, the likes of Kean, if you could make any changes to the to today's starting 11 based on what you saw today, what would you like to see? Adeloy, of course. Of course. <laughs> I mean, no doubt. I can't believe that's even dancing. a question. <laughs> no, I've had, I, I would, I would give Tommy. It is moment, and I reckon he might come good. Um, Even if it was out of sheer spite, more than anything else. <laughs> Just out of spite. All yeah. right, if everyone's staying play, you go on then. <laughs> and yeah. Then he goes and scores. Yeah, 
move forward. <laughs> Uh, Rob's tweeted in. Thank you, Rob. The watch along last time was great, Craig. Just a shame about the game, but it was enjoyable still. So thank you, Rob. Hopefully oh, thanks, Rob. that'll convince a couple of people to tune in. Um, let, let's stick with you then, Craig. Uh, how about yourself? Would you like to see any changes? Uh, you've mentioned earlier tonight the likes of Minton, Dwarzak, um, you know, Kanu's there as well. He'd be in the conversation. Yeah, I'd, I'd like to see see Kanu and, and his, his, his backstory is, is something... You know, in, inspiring. So it'd be good to see him get a start in the league game. Um, Did he get a red card not long ago, Carney? For the yeah, in the, in the Wilts was it in one of the Wilts games? Was it? Oh, was he the one that got sent off in the Wiltshire Shield game? Yeah, I, I think it was some, something like that. Was he yeah. eligible still for the league games? Or yeah, because I don't yeah, think that classes as a. Uh... I don't think it classes as a competitive fixture. Yeah, yeah, he, he, he'll still. I'd imagine he would still be available. But I, I like the look of Dwarzak as well when he's played in the brief spells that I've seen, seen of him. So I'd like to see what what he can do, and I'd, you know, I'd, I'd like to see. Um, is, is Agra still at the club? <laughs> I believe so. He was at the sponsors it, evening. Well, he, he gets loaned out, and then he comes back. Then he gets loaned out. Then he comes back, and yeah, I, I I'd like to see him because I I still think you know when when he played when he had that run of games last season he he played well he, he filled in well he, he had that game where he scored two goals and but he just hasn't been given a chance since and and to be honest can he do much worse than than the midfield we've got at the moment I don't think so you know so. Yeah, you, you know, you know what I say. Once you hit rock bottom, there's only one one way up. So, so yeah, I'd, I'd like to see some changes, but I don't think it's it's, it's going to happen because Morris has said quite clearly. Somebody you know commented earlier, he doesn't trust any of the fringe players. I don't know how he can trust any of the first team players. To be perfectly honest with you, but well, that's but, exactly you know, my my issue with it. That is yeah. exactly my issue. With I, it. I don't I don't get you know why not give the fringe players unless it's a fitness thing. You know, to not trust the fringe players, I don't see why not not give them a go, especially those that haven't had a chance. But um, Woody, yeah. just before I ask you your opinion on Monday, um, we had a we had Cy tweet in earlier. Um, I've, I've only just had a chance to uh, to throw this in, uh, but I hope you're well, Cy. Uh, on the manager discussion, he's he's tweeted us to say you can have Garner back if you want, <laughs> and uh, hopefully a question you'll be able to answer because I that I've received because I'm not able to. Uh, question is, why did Wakelin not get a free game ban? Oh, I actually don't know. Um, uh, I was trying to work because when I saw that in the chat, I was actually going to Google it afterwards. I don't know if it's a is it potentially something to do with close, the closing part of the season or, or something like that? I don't know. Maybe it's because it's not violent conduct, is it? Is it violent yeah, think... conduct is only a free game ban and it's not violent conduct? So it's, um, yeah, I have to admit, I, I don't know the do with that. I, think that. I don't think serious foul play, you get you get free a free game ban, I don't think. Yeah. But, okay. yeah. uh, go on then, Woody, tell us why we're going to win on Monday. Inspire us. <laughs> Right, well, yeah, we we got a whole new eleven players playing, haven't we? <laughs> um, um, the, um, oh, I, I hate predicting that we're going to lose, but I'm really with. Claire get used on this to it, Woody. Really. Get used to uh, it. I have a feeling we might. You might need to. <laughs> yeah, um, I'd like to see changes. I, I know it's very, very, very improbable now, but is it mathematically still possible? Don't you um, start, Woody. <laughs> Fuck off. Fuck um, right off. I guess I wouldn't be surprised 
if we don't make too many changes because potentially, especially with the lone players, have they, you know, have have they played enough money to not get uh, played enough games to not have for us not to have to pay for them, um, etc. Uh, uh, fucking hell. Um, I, I I agree with Craig. I hope we see Agua, but I don't think we do. I don't think he's in Jody's plans at all. Um, but yeah, he's he's got to see a point. He's, there's got to be a cutoff point as somewhere that says, right, I'm going to start playing the Jawzak. I'm going to start playing because the funny thing is about Jawzak is he's actually a really good player. When he's played, he's looked really really good. So I don't understand why there isn't any faith in in, in putting him in. Um, well, this is this so, is what I was saying earlier, Woody. Is it because? Jody Morris is used to coaching the elite level academy players and he looks at Dwarzak and, and thinks he's not to the standard that I want, forgetting that he's in League Two and our academy has had minimal investment but can still Maybe. produce really good players. Maybe. I don't, I don't know. I hope it's not that because that's a very, I guess, arrogant view if that's the view he's got. But whether it's subconscious or not, is still an arrogant view for him. But the... Uh, yeah, I can't see much change in. The only thing I probably can see, if Charlie's had as a bad game as he said, as people have said today, I wouldn't be surprised if he starts on the bench on Monday because of, and they'll they'll hide it with some sort of, oh, he can't play two games in four days or whatever. <laughs> um, at this stage of the season, we've got 150 games in April apparently. So, um, <laughs> I think, um, yeah, I don't think we'll see too many. But there's, there's also, if he doesn't trust his fringe players, there's not much he can change. You know, I was quite surprised. I know we, everybody had their opinion on him, but I was still quite surprised to see Williams on the bench today, to be fair. Um, because, well, he, he's obviously, he's replied to that in the right way, hasn't he? But the, mm-hmm. um, yeah, uh, I don't think there's going to be any changes because we just don't have it. We don't have, if he doesn't have trust in his fringe players, we've got nobody coming back, have we? So it's just, yeah, it's just going to be shit. Um, yeah, I agree. I agree yeah. with that, Dan. Like, it, it's. Re- I guess it's really easy for us fans to turn around and say, "Let's just give the youth a chance now." Blah blah blah. I know it's really easy, and it's a lot. You know, it's. But I do feel that we do need to start looking at that. Like the players that we know, keep playing the players that he knows he wants to keep hold of next season. That's how he should approach it for me. Try and bleed the youth in a little bit. I'm not saying change every fucking player and put a load of youth players in, but you know, tw- players like Jorjak, players like Minton, like who haven't really done too much wrong when they've actually played. Just put them in there now. Just just put them in and see what well, see what they're about. I'd rather their passion at the moment. Well, I'll take it. that any day. Claire mm. made the excellent point and we've said it in recent episodes. There's nobody um you know fans are feeling disengaged. Even with Charlie Austin there fans aren't feeling that connection. Maybe having a Dwarzak, a Minturn uh, Akanu, maybe that is the player that the fans get behind and say, you've got this. Yeah. yeah. And Nick saying Wakelin actually did miss three games. I'm, I must be missing one. I thought he'd missed two. We'll know. come back to that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. You're right. You're right. From a sort of, yeah, to sort of get the fans back on, on thing. I mean, it shouldn't, but that shouldn't be the be all and end all. But what, what have you got to lose, really? You know, and, that, and you're right, Fifey. That could, you know, if Kanu got a goal or something, or, you know, we see Dwarzak do a bit of skill, or, you know, Minton doing a good tackle, goal line clearance or something, 
that not only can can you know that that can change game that, that that might change the sort of you know perception that we've got um for the end of the season you know and give us hope for next season um does anyone oh uh, actually before i do that uh let's go around starting with claire uh predictions for monday <coughs> please hmm um i'm just trying to work out how many we'll lose by <laughs> um <laughs> I'll go 3 1 loss. 3 1 defeat. Great start to predictions, Woody. Sorry. I think that open training session will be cancelled, by the way. Um, so do I. The, I reckon, right, I'm fed up of predicting we're going to win. Um, That's the spirit. <laughs> so, I, so I think we're going to nick it 1 0. <laughs> Craig, um, oh, I was going to go three-one as well, but just to make it different, I'll I'll say four-one. <laughs> we just we just leave three-one each half. <laughs> we just leave goals again. I, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna. I predicted four-one today. I was close, so I'm gonna go four-one again for Monday. Uh, I'm going to be to fair. Agree. Sorry, Fife. I was just thinking when I was at Bassett earlier, I saw that Hepburn Murphy had scored after what was it three minutes, and I actually said to someone I was stood with, I went, "Oh, that's good. We're going to lose the game four-one then." <laughs> <laughs> and as the yeah. goals just started trickling in, it was just like, oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> uh, I'm going to agree with Nigel and say that Swindon gets a one-all draw on the road. That—that uh, that is my prediction. Um, do any of you have anything else you'd like to add in to the discussion from today's shit show, or do we call it an end at just over two hours tonight? Yeah, I think so. I, I was going to mention something about this being the worst Swindon Town team I've seen, but I think we're we're down and depressed enough yeah. well, as, as it is. Well, so. hang fire on that because I've got a challenge for you, Monday's panel. And and everyone who watches and listens to Fools, because I've had a, I had a request for something today, but I knew the discussion was going to take too long. Um, and it is because I said the same in the at the beginning of the show. So what we want to know and save it for Monday's watch along, because if it goes as badly as Claire and Craig and Woody have suggested it could at times, it may be the only thing that entertains us at any point. Put together a Swindon Town eleven but is worse than the current Swindon Town eleven. So, uh, you know, we're saying co we're, I'm looking for Kovars, I'm looking for Pooks, I'm looking for Dukes. Oh, really? This, oh, this is what bit, I'm looking for. A bit harsh on Michael Pook. He wasn't too yeah, bad. Yeah, he wasn't that bad. Curran's got to be what? first on that list, surely. Who? Curran. Yeah, Taylor Curran. Yes, yeah. So he, he, he can be captain. He should have a, he should have a podcast captain. Captain. <laughs> Of shit TFC. Yeah. Well, there you go. Get your thinking caps on for Monday. If me and Craig are saying this is the worst Swindon Town team we've seen, for Monday, I would like to hear worse Swindon Town 11s than the current Swindon Town 11, please. Um, I, I've had messages come in um, from all three of the... Uh, all three of the Mansfield fans that came on. So thank you very much for your time uh, to Jay. Uh, to Lucas uh, and, of course, to Russell. Delighted we were able to contribute 
uh, in arranging for him to meet Lee Peacock. He was absolutely buzzing. Already seen. Wait till Monday. I've seen Anton Rogers is in the is in the chat. We've got Drysdale's been mentioned in the chat. Wait till Monday. It'll give Craig a topic point in case in case Monday turns to shit. Um, Claire, thank you for, for jumping on. Always a pleasure to welcome you on. Craig, thank you for being here from the start. Woody, appreciate you uh, jumping in when you did as well. Um, and uh, to everyone who's who's been with us since the start of this episode, thank you for your contributions. If you're listening back, I'm sorry if it's been dire, but uh, <laughs> we are fans and that is how we feel. And that is what uh, Fools Rushing is about, giving people the opportunity to say exactly what they think. Uh, but until Monday, from the team that will be doing the live watch along, uh, we wish you uh, a lovely Easter bank holiday weekend and we'll see you on Monday. Good night. Take my